ghouls all under the world. Tune your dial in to the show where ghosts put what's feared most on a wheel and give a spin. Cause it's Hollow's Eve and some believe that evil is about. If you frighten quick or you're feeling sick, there's always my way. It's all Hollow's Wheel. All Hollow's Wheel. Welcome. To all hollows wheel, where veal, watch of couple movies. Yeah, two vo- tuvies, two gonda. Tuvies. Hey everybody, welcome to All Hollows Wheel, the final installment of our Halloween special for Halloween 2021, or I should say October 2021. I'm Matt. And I'm here with my good friend, James. Who? Jimmy. How you doing, Jimmy? Jamie? Jamie. Jamie, yeah. don't walk away from your father. You know? I'm good. I was really hoping that you were going to do a... Um, <clears throat> welcome to <clears throat> to the weekly watch wheel. And like, snap into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I should have. I going to happen, but... We'll have to wait till next year. Yeah, there's only the next year. There's only next year. Mm. How's your week been, Jimmy? Good. I just found out that Robin Williams was in something called Can I Do It Till I Need Glasses? Huh. And he plays lawyer slash man with toothache. Yeah. So that's What cool. year was this? 1977. Okay. okay. Yeah, sounds yeah. early. Uh, how come we didn't say my name is Mork? Because that, it's, it's not a, a from movie TV. we try not to... Yeah. It's not just you and me, Jimmy. We're here with Shanley. Shanley, how the heck are you? I'm all right. Hanging in. Hanging in there? How's your day? Good. Um, past few days, I've been either facing insomnia or migraines. So, um, yeah, hanging in. Feeling good right now. Okay, good. Yeah. Something strange just happened in our Something apartment. just thump in the kitchen. There are mm. things that go bump in the night. We I don't like that. Are what bump back. Uh, we've been making our way through Halloween movies, and it w- I was the last one to spin, and I spun Junior Jack, which is supposed to be like kid Halloween movies. And I gave you guys the option to veto my choice, because my choice was scary stories to tell in the dark. And I had talked about that. Uh, allegedly, this movie is supposed to be a beginner's like horror movie, like starting out for kids. But I showed you guys the trailer. I gave you the opportunity to disqualify it if you didn't think it was a kid's movie. And I was I was telling you guys, you can't just shoot it down because you don't want to watch it. But honestly, honor system, if you thought it wouldn't, that it breaks the category, that we would watch something else. And uh, you guys decided that it seemed like it didn't fit the category. So we ended up watching... I never get the title right. What the heck is uh, that movie The Adventures called? of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yes. The Disney movie. Yes. I was very much excited to watch that. How about you guys? Yeah. I feel like it was something I'd always heard of, um, and especially growing up going to Disneyland. It was always... Um, I was familiar that like uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride was based on a book slash movie, but right. never ever took the time to go watch it or anything. Yeah, so this was an opportunity to do that. 
Exactly. Well, so I felt exactly the same as Shanley. Right. I was really excited to watch it. And I remember vividly the Sleepy Hollow, mm-hmm. like Disney, creepy Disney creepy version Hollow. of it. And I was really excited to to dive back into that. I feel like it's a crossover category. Right. With a unknown Disney movie. Yeah. It kind of fits. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. I like mm. that. And we found out that of the breezy hour and eight minutes, about four of them were the Sleepy Hollow portion of the story. Yeah. The vast majority of it was just boring. Song and dance. Yeah. It's a weird concept, I think, for it. Like they're doing like a tale from England, Uh which was the Mr. Toad, Wind in the Willows, I guess, story. And I actually really enjoyed that. But then after like 40 minutes of that, we got 20 minutes of the weird, like, it's like Bing Crosby, I guess. Yeah, the first one was Basil Rathbone. Okay. Sherlock. Sure. Locke. Uh Um, (laughs) And then Bing Crosby's like, well, we got tales over in America, too. (laughs) And then, like, starts singing about Ichabod Crane in this annoying, long, drawn-out, boring story. Right. And then 25 minutes into that, all of a sudden it turns into Sleepy Hollow. And you're not exaggerating. It's no more than five minutes. And the cover, you guys, if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter, you will probably have seen that. The cover for that story or for that movie is purely focused on Ichabod Crane being chased by the Headless Horseman. Yeah. And it's way the minority of what we watched, like over an hour of other stuff, and then we get into that. And you think we would be into minorities here at the Weekly Watch Wheel, but not not in this particular case. (laughs) I thought it was going to be an hour and eight minutes of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, the ride at Disneyland. When I went on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, if I was tracking with the story, I thought... Somehow Mr. Toad was involved with this Headless Horseman tale. But that's not what this is about at all. I do intend for us to get into it a little bit. But ultimately what we decided to do is kind of roll back that veto a little bit. And we ended up watching Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark as well. So this episode, it's going to take a lot of creative editing, I think, on my part. And we're going to do the best we can to kind of cover both of them. But... Yeah, it'll, it's going to be a weird one. But in any case, we're going to roll with it. Okay. Like a severed head that has been separated from a body. Not in this movie, of course, but maybe in Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow, which is the superior Headless Horseman story. You did a pretty good job just going through the adventures of Mr. Toad and Ichabod Crane. Ichabod and Mr. Toad. There you go. The adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. But uh, I'll do, because I spun it, I'll, I'll give a small thing. It's in two segments, like Jimmy said. The first one is Basil Rathbone talking about, like, if you are looking for the greatest English character, who would you come up with? And then he proceeds to name a million superior characters. He's (laughs) like, you might say Robin Hood or Sherlock Holmes, but I'm going to say this Toad. (laughs) And, And it's the story about how Mr. Toad, who owns this massive estate, is running out of money because he 
keeps crashing into things on his horse and buggy coach. Uh, it's called a gypsy cart buddy. Gypsy cart buddy. Yeah. And so he's running out of money and he's running the risk of losing his estate. And uh, then eventually he ends up going crazy over the idea of an automobile. And so some shady deals go on. He ends up being thrown in jail because they think that he stole the car and then he loses the house. He should have paid his automobiles. <laughs> hmm. And uh, because he didn't pay his automobiles, maybe it got towed. Mm. Hmm? Is that anything? I mean, it doesn't happen in the movie. So, yeah, I feel like it, there's something to that. And that's what that story's about. And then, yeah, like Jimmy said, then Bing Crosby jumps in and goes, we have something in the colonies, too. Johnny Appleseed. Again, naming a thousand American tall tale characters who there are better. There was one I didn't recognize. Yeah, it was like a slightly racist one, right? I want to say Betty oh, Crocker. Oh, N-word Jim? <laughs> it was something along those lines. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Man, I wish I remembered it. Yeah, it doesn't matter though. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and then I'm he's not like, watching it again. We're talking about, of course, Ichabod Crane. And it's the story about this goofy guy named Ichabod Crane who is a schoolmaster and he I loves to eat. I didn't even know that was an American story. Neither I did I. I, always... I kind of assumed it was English. Yep. So did I. But it I guess it makes English. sense. Mm -hmm. And, uh,. The whole Ichabod Crane story is about him competing with a guy named Brom for the affections of a girl named Katrina. And the whole thing culminates in them going to a dance together and him trying to win her affections. And then on his way home from the dance, he's attacked by by the headless horseman. And spoilers, he vanishes, he disappears, and that's how the whole thing ends. It's very abrupt and strange. And Let's pause there. Let's talk a little bit about this movie before I even give a summary of the other movie that we watched. So Yeah. I mean, I I assumed the way this would work is that we like a two-parter. Do a whole yeah. breakdown of this, which I think will be short. Yeah. And then go into the other one. Why don't you take the reins on this, Jimmy, no pun intended, because mm. you enjoyed uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Was that the name of the segment? No. It was just Mr. Toad. I mean, I don't think they said like a name for oh, okay. it. Okay. But okay, when they but put the book back on the bookshelf, because they do one of those classic Disney openings where it's like panning across like a Anna, like a like a painted scene of a library or something. Yeah, like, go like in the in Winnie the book. Pooh movies. Yeah, yeah. or Winnie I think Pinocchio Poovies. maybe does that. I think Sleeping Beauty does. Robin that as Hood. Well. Robin Hood does it. Yeah. Um, a lot of those older ones. Alice in Wonderland might do it. Mm. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs does it. Sure. Shrek does it. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, go ahead. I liked it. I was surprised. It was pretty boring. So like they spent a lot of time in the opening where They took a long time introing each character. Oh yeah. So like so rat. it starts off there's like a rat and a mole and they get a letter from a badger that's like, get over here quick or something. He's really badgering and, them. Yeah, he sure is. And they mm -hmm. go over and there's like a Scottish badger. His name is Mac Badger. <laughs> he's really upset at Toad Hall because there's so many bills, which I thought were hilarious because it's all little pieces of paper that just say like, I owe four pounds for destroying a fence or something. Mm -hmm. And he's like counting all that up. 
And then there's people banging on the door, and they're actual people, human people. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh, I want to get paid for the stuff that you did. And he's like, I'm not paying anyone today. And he's like, I'm going for a ride on my gypsy cart. And it's it's also because he's like really buddy buddy with the horse. Yeah. Who pulls it? That's his like his PIC. What's that? It's partner, partner in, in crime. crime. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But they're that was pony in charge. They're all joyriding around. <laughs> I like that one a little bit better. <laughs> but the point is, all that happens, and it was boring. Then we get to Toad just being like living life, you know? Yeah, not a care in the world, just having fun. And I love that character, dude. Yeah, he's like fun. he was super likable. Yeah, I just I enjoyed watching his whole adventure. I feel like he was having fun when he was. Causing mayhem, uh-huh. and he was having fun in court when he was on trial for himself. stealing a car. <laughs> he was representing himself. He seemed like he was having a great time, like just going with it, you know. Yeah, they, they, there's one point where he calls a witness to the stand, mm-hmm. and he believes that this witness is going to exonerate him. So while he's Mr. Asking, Winky, yeah, he just call Mr. Winky. <laughs> Which is something that I'm going to be shouting yep. around her apartment from now on. You're going to hear that from Shanley and I's bedroom oh, pretty frequently. Wow. Let's see. And while Mr. Mis- Winky's on the stand. Jeez. <laughs> As Mr. Winky's giving his testimony. The character Mr. Winky in the movie. <laughs> Mr. Toad is so sure that this testimony is going to exonerate him that like while... while Mr. Winky's testifying. Jeez, uh, he's he's already getting out of his lawyer clothes and putting on like his travel clothes. Mm-hmm. Like he's preparing to step out the door. He's like, ah, oh, open and shut case. I'm good. Yeah, I liked him. And then he, he even was having fun, like f when he's escaping from jail. Like he escapes from jail thanks to his horse buddy. Yes, yeah, and um, he gets on a train. <laughs> and then the police are on a train pursuing him, like right behind him. Yeah. And they're all shooting at him. And he's got a giant smile on his face and his finger gunning it back at them. <laughs> like he doesn't have a real gun, but he's just having a great time. Like, oh, bang, bang, yeah. bang. And he's like, he was hiding so that he's yeah. not getting shot. And then he leans out to yeah, finger. Yeah, he's like popping out to gun like finger back. gun at him. Yeah, I it's love hilarious. That. Like Man. full on like smile on his face. Yeah, just, just having a great time. I yeah. love that guy. He's silly. He's cute. The toad cut loose and fingered the policeman. Mm. If, if you will. I would. <laughs> I feel like he was great. I feel like there's... So Mr. Winky had a like gang that he was running of weasels. Sure. Mr. Winky's a human. The <laughs> yeah. weasels are weasels. But he is not a a scale human. Yeah. Like, cause there are hu- like you said, there's mm-hmm. there are humans that show up at Toad Hall. Yeah. And they are... To scale, so they're multiple times but the bigger police than the are kind of Mr. Winky scale. Also, there's humans that look sort of humanish, and there's humans that look like like Mario. It's a lot like um, New Donk City in Super Mario Bros. Odyssey or whatever Super yeah. Mario Odyssey. How Mario is a human, but he looks all Mario proportioned. That's but then true. there's other human people walking around that look like normal people. Right. And Mr. Winky falls in the category of that kind of super. Yeah. He looks like Tapper. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. He not only does he have a handlebar mustache, but he has a handlebar comb over that he yes. also twists. Uh-huh. So it's like mustache, <laughs> eyebrows, and then another mustache <laughs> as, his as like just the front of his hair. My but favorite... he doesn't have any more hair. It's only that. It's just that, yeah. And then an otherwise Which brown bald head. Which I think based head. on watching Peaky Blinders, that might have just been a hairstyle. Like people were real wacky with their hair <laughs> in like the early 1900s. Sure. Yeah, maybe. It was an experimental time for men's hair. Mm. My favorite Shanley, thing. Shanley, you look perplexed. I did not catch on that there are humans portrayed very differently in the same movie. Is, is that upsetting you? My mind is blown. I didn't even register that. I I don't understand. Well, there, there, and there, remember there's that postman who shows up to deliver the the letter yeah. from Mac Badger. Yeah. And he's like 10,000 feet taller. It's your right. ass, Mr. Postman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that part made me laugh, though, because there's a knock on the door, and it's I expected an animal the same size, but it's just shins down of a human <laughs> being <laughs> who reaches into this burrow to get uh-huh. a letter. But like cow and chicken? Yeah, it was a lot like cow and chicken. But Mr. Winky's kind of in between, Yep, if, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Winky can reach everybody. My favorite thing that Mr. Winky does is because he's a bartender. That's how he's first introduced. Mm. And oh, then when, yeah. he, when he's called to the stand, he's, he's in court. He pulls out a rag and he starts cleaning the stand as he's talking and testifying. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. I loved that. That's Mr. Winky, but you were bringing up his his true colors. So, yeah, I mean, he's the bad guy. He's the leader of the weasels. So Toad wants a car. He's in his, like, gypsy cart, and he sees yeah. a car, and he's like, bro. He starts, like, bouncing around on his butt. Like, yeah. he's, like, he's got some motor car mania. Car. Is that what it is? Yes, he does yeah. have motor car mania. He's doing kind of like... He's like getting high on the fumes from the car. He's like all crazy. Don't do that. So he's getting all crazy. His friends are trying to talk him down, but he's just lost it. What is it where someone gets Hulkamania? Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of that. Yeah, it's a lot like that. <laughs> um, and it's a mole woman, so it kind of relates to the story. Yeah, but um. <laughs> So he's a bad guy and his henchman stole a car. The weasel stole a car. Toad sees it, goes in and is like, whose car is that? And they hide because they think he's like a cop. First, they pull all their guns on him. They hide and all the guns (laughs) come out from underneath the table. table. Yeah. And then he's like, I want to buy that car and I'll pay any price. And so then they sell him the stolen car. He trades it for Toad. Yeah. He trades it for his house. And Total. then they lie and say that that they didn't do that. Yeah, so he brings Mr. Winky to the stand so that way Mr. Winky, because Mr. Winky was signed as witness that mm. that he was. That he didn't steal the car. Yeah, that he had traded the car for his house. But Mr. Winky on the stand, uh, rag in hand, the rag man, if you will. Mm-hmm. He's the rag man. <laughs> He says, he goes, he testifies that Toad tried to sell him the stolen car. And then so Toad is thrown in jail. Yeah. And I don't understand their plot. So if they're saying like, nope, he stole the car from us. 
isn't that also saying like they stole the car? Uh, but the the weasels weren't caught. Nobody else has been caught. So he's just saying, I didn't see him do anything. He pulled up in a stolen car, and that's all there is to it. So he gets yeah. I guess that doesn't make sense. He was gonna get the house anyway. I thought that Mr. Winky was saying that Toad <laughs> was trying to sell him the stolen car. That that is what he says on the stand. But Jimmy's trying to get down to what was how did they did end they up getting that? the house. And also saying they didn't do it. Like if Toad's saying I traded at this guy's bar, I traded my house for a car that rhymes. <laughs> and he's saying, uh, that didn't happen. But then he also, Mr. Winky leaves there and moves into Toad Hall. I guess maybe because Toad was arrested for stealing the car. And so if the law knows that the car was stolen, then the transaction can't be validated. So they don't get the house. But they did get the house. They did get the house because, I guess, because the story is that Toad... So maybe it was like a gentleman's agreement. Maybe it was like, I'm I'm giving you the pink slip for my car. You're giving me the deed. We both know that it's an exchange for each other. Right, right. But it's not. But still, there's enough evidence, I think, for Toad to be like... Hey, man, why did I give away my house then if it wasn't for the car? You know what I think I you're think getting there's at? I think a strong enough argument there. I think it's a systemic problem. You know what it probably is, dude? Mm. Wow. Mr. Winky's just the law looks the other way when that type, you know, you know the type I'm referring to. Publicans. Oh, what? No. No? No. Barkeeps. Ah, that's what a publican They've is. They've had it too good Somebody for too... Oh, he owns a pub. Yeah. Yeah. They've had it too yeah. good for too long. Is that really what that is? Yeah. I thought you were saying Republicans. <laughs> being yeah. silly. But with an apostrophe too. at the yeah. beginning. <laughs> it's them publicans. <laughs> Can we just acknowledge that the weasels in this movie are the weasels from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. The exact that's what I was trying to get at. I mean, I assume that's where they got it from. Like, they must have. They they keep doing this thing where they like sneak away really fast and their hats stay in place and they have to reach out and grab their hats. I love that. I, I think that this was a time when Disney was not that different from Warner Brothers Looney Tunes. This is like a very Looney Tunes sort of movie. Yeah. I took a history of animation class at CalArts. Nice. And they talked about how a lot of like a lot of stuff that came out around peers of yours were sexually attracted to yes one in particular (laughs) um but no they talked a lot about how like back in the day companies were just like throwing like animated stuff in front of feature films yeah and they would be like a long thing like it wouldn't just be like a short it would be like a half hour or an hour long animated right sequence and then it would be like a movie Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because, like, going to the theater was, like, a full-on, uh, like, event, theater. you know? Yeah. So, uh, this was probably, like... A pre-roll. They didn't put a lot of time and energy into it. It's just, like, a fun thing to throw on in front of something else. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very weird. I don't really know what to do with this. Did, am I the only one whose mind went somewhere perverted when Cyril shows up to toad in jail and gives him like a like a dress doll and he's like what's that for no i thought he was like he's like hey i brought you some company no dude i i thought for sure i thought he was 
I thought that he was going to stay in prison because that he was wearing the same outfit. Yeah. So the horse shows up. He's wearing a pink nightgown looking thing with like a bonnet and like red curly hair. Right. And he gives Toad the exact same outfit. He says, I brought you a and gift. And starts whispering to him. And I immediately was like, he's going to wear that. But I thought Toad was going to leave pretending to be Cyril, who was Mm. pretending to be his grandmother. (laughs) I thought he was going to leave and be like, all right, I'm the grandmother. I'm leaving. And then Cyril was going to like just be a horse in there. And they're going to be like, wait a minute. Why is there a horse in there? (laughs) And I thought, I was like, that's a stupid plan. But I mean, whatever, you know, go off, I guess. I don't know. My mind went to gross places. It sure did. You're perving it up today. (laughs) Sure am. Your voice kind of broke there. It was fun. Thanks. I really <laughs> liked Cyril. Cyril Proudbottom. He was all right. He, he gives this testimony in full rhyme yep. about what happened the day when Toad ended up with the stolen car. Dude, it's a lot of fun. I'm Toad and you're my Cyril, except you wouldn't break me out of prison. I'd testify on your behalf and it might you, be in yeah. rhyme. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Other than the breaking me out of prison part, I'd, that's you. I'd bring you a dress. Yeah. Like, here you go, Jim. <laughs> no. Got you something nice. <laughs> Got you a gift, bud. <laughs> Keep you company here in this tower. Uh, you know what you can do with this old lady costume, right? <laughs> I'm not going to spell it out for you, but. Come here, let me whisper in your ear. <laughs> I liked when, when Cyril was in court and he goes, he did it the only way an honest man knows how to do it. And the judge goes, what way is that? He goes, ha ha, I thought you wouldn't know what it was, governor. Uh, <laughs> it was good. the lawyer. It was the it's prosecution. The yeah. what? The prosecution. It's legal in some states. Well, I mean, as long as you're dressed like a grandma. <laughs> so did you guys like any characters besides Mr. Toad, Cyril, or Mr. Winky? Because I didn't. I liked Mole. Mole He's a nice guy. Right. He's kind of an idiot. Mole. I did not like the Badger. Mm. McBadger. <laughs> I like that his name is McBadger. I think his name is Ewan McBadger. <laughs> it is, yeah. I did That's not like funny. the rat. Yeah. Guy's He's dick. boring. He's not a only is he boring, but he also wanted to like turn in Toad when he escapes from prison. Did you guys think that Toad was going to die? Yes, when you thought he was going to drown. Yes, I thought oh, he yeah. drowned. Nope, he got out. Yeah, yeah. but off it camera. seems like that was that was like a rewrite or something. Yeah. Yeah. Off camera escape. Well, it's so he falls into a a, a river. He and he's he laughing. leaps from the train because he's in the shootout with the police. Mm-hmm. He throws his ball and chain, the old ball and chain, off of the train and falls into the pond. This is just made for rhyming. You should and try rhyming when you're rhyming. He sinks to the bottom of the pond and is like, ha I got away. He's laughing alongside a fish. Yep. Once he's gotten his wish. Mm. But then but then he like tries to like go to the surface and the narrator says something like Churfus. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the famous word that rhymes with surfaces. <laughs> And the narrator's like, oh, but Toad forgot one thing. And he's like, thankfully, there's at least two people enjoying Christian generosity. 
and they show rat and mole eating yeah. Christmas dinner. And then I'm like, but like at a house along the pond. Yeah. I'm like, I thought they were going to come save him or something. <laughs> yeah. Cause you see him struggle for the surface. For the church. And then there's, <laughs> there's also like a low hanging tree branch that he's like almost able to reach. And but then it not snaps. Really. And then it just pans away. Maybe it was just like suspense. Like, I mean, clearly it was. He's like, oh, is he going to make it? We'll find out later. He does. (laughs) He did. (laughs) And then there's like an action sequence where they steal the deed back. But it doesn't matter, really. They didn't have the technology back then to animate him actually escaping. So they had to do it off camera. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Hmm. Um, During the trying to steal back the deed, someone turns it into a paper airplane and throws it to like one of their accomplices. Mm -hmm. And... It's a whole like footballish match trying to like yeah. get a hold of it, mm. and Mr. Toad is just having a grand old time <laughs> making oh, yeah. and throwing other paper planes. He gets like ten thousand airplanes and he's throwing them into the mix. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I loved him. He's so good. And you remember there was a whole behind the book case situation. Remember, they would fly against yes. the wall, mm-hmm. and there'd be three of them. And then another one would fly There's out like the a button wall. and it would spin around. Button, button, who's got the button? That's two Gene Wilder references uh, describing one Two Gene Wilder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, um, I liked it. I thought it was good. And at the very end, they're like, they're like, wow, Mr. Toad's really reformed. He's never going to do this again. He's sworn off of his, what's the buggy thing? Gypsy buggy? Yep. Motor car mania? And he's sworn off his motor car mania, but he's discovered something new. He's gone aeroplane. He's got an airplane and he's crashing into buildings and stuff. <laughs> Cyril's in the plane with him. Yeah, I love oh, that. Oh, man. It's his homie. Yeah. I like them. I, yeah, they have a fun dynamic. And he, he sings a song when he and Cyril, like, way early on, it's like, a, like I'll show you the world or something like that. Oh, yeah. Shining, mm-hmm. shimmering, splendid or something. Yeah. Splenda? Splendid. <laughs> there was a funny part where I think the rat takes Toad's pants off to try to stop him from riding around on his cart or something. Or on his butt. I, they they take his pants off and he's wearing like pink long johns. Oh yeah, was that? The and then point? he's bouncing around and then all of a sudden he just has his pants back on, and then a, a few like scenes later his pants are just off again. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> that was very that funny. Continuity? Continuity. Continuity. Yep. Maybe it's just because he's a tune. Mm. And that's how that ends. And you'll notice there's nothing spooky about that at all. But it was surprisingly fun in parts. It It could have been about 10 minutes shorter. Certainly could have. But I mean, I liked it. I thought it was a fun story. So based on that, or actually, so watching that after riding the ride at Disneyland... I thought he was supposed to die and go to jail or die I mean, and go maybe to hell. in the book right. they go into that and they just mm-hmm. didn't want to put that in the movie. So remember I had mentioned that my kids have these books. I've read the Wild Ride story to them about Mr. Toad getting a car and then going going to jail because of it and he ends up like going to jail like for years in the story. Mm-hmm. That's all that happens. Nothing Okay. Nothing spooky. It's like it's not related at all. Every all the promotional material I've ever seen puts Mr. Toad in the spooky ooky headless horseman story. Huh. 
into the, like the creepiness. Well, a lot of this did overlap with the ride. I think like it wasn't the same, but like there is a part where the train is like about to hit you. Right. Yeah. And there's the police, Mr. Winky's in the ride. You're in toad hall. The car looks like <laughs> Mr. Winky's in the ride. The car looks like the car he buys from the weasels. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and the lawyer or the judge, I think it was the lawyer. Yeah. Looks a lot like the one in the cartoon. So, yeah, like, the wig one. The one in the ride, he goes, Guilty. <laughs> um, and he's like all angry looking. It was very, so, that was like, I was like, oh, cool. That's that guy. Do but you yeah, wish they just don't our lawyers still wore wigs? No. Hell no. I do. It's ridiculous. I went to Sydney a few years ago and, uh, I walked by this courthouse every single day and there's just a bunch of 20 something, 30 something year old lawyers with powdered wigs on. I'm like, this is, this is so much fun. I just want to stay here all day. It's fun, but I feel like I just can't take them seriously. Of course not. What are you doing? But Hey, if you're, if you're facing 25 to life, at least you can laugh. You're like, who are you? Some sort of composer. Get out of here with that. I'm not taking this seriously. Do you remember the Broken Lizard movie Puddle Cruiser, Jim? Uh, no. I, I know of it. I've never watched it. Oh, they... Two characters are on trial, like, in their college, and the college court. Everybody wears powdered wigs. It's very funny. I guess you would have to have been there to, to appreciate it. But that's that's pretty much that entire story. And then Bing Crosby's like... Let's talk about the colonies. Hell yeah. And then he presents a very much inferior story. Yep. Terrible story. Super boring. Oh my gosh. It was so incredibly boring. It was boring. all in song. And and the characters are mostly mute in it. Yeah. A lot like those of those old cartoons. It's mostly narrated. It's, yeah, just narration. Yeah, and all the other characters are played by the narrator doing different voices. Yeah. It was terrible, dude. It was so bad. I don't think I liked anything about it. Uh... Except for the Sleepy Hollow portion. Um, I kind of like how Ichabod Craig he has definitely has a thing with food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I related to hardcore. Do you want to try to summarize sort of what this portion was like not in excluding the sleepy hollow portion. Yeah. What Ichabod Crane's story was in your opinion or what stood out to you as interesting? Uh, yeah. So, uh, they introduce Ichabod Crane and he's kind of like a dorky school teacher who just moved to the small town and he's kind of like a weirdo. They very much talk about like how weird he looks. What yeah. did they say his head was like? And I commented on it. Weathercock. Oh yeah. Weather what? Weathercock. Yeah. They say is he looks like a weathercock. I, I'm listening to the Legend of Sleepy Hollow on audiobook right now, and that's a direct quote. Really? <laughs> that his nose looks like a weathercock. Huh. But Wait. whether cock or not, go on. <laughs> so he's just like really tall and like lanky and just awkward and Always walking around with his head in a book. Felt like we were watching the beginning of Beauty and the Beast when they were talking about how Belle's a weirdo. Yeah. But he's so he's a, kind of a weirdo, but he's like a really nice guy. Kind of a dork. Kind of keeps to himself. And then he comes across Katrina. Mm-hmm. 
and starts making moony eyes at her. Mm. And she is the daughter of a rich guy. Who does he, does he own? Tassel. It's a rich guy. I wasn't sure they said what he owned, but he was a rich man. And his daughter is hot. And so, like, and it's weird. They talk about, like, she's great because she's, like, pretty and she's nice. And also, her dad's rich. Uh Uh And they really focus on that. Yeah. Her dad owns a bunch of land. So they show, like, plants and, like, crops turning into money. Yeah. And, like, lettuce turning into wads of cash. Yeah. I did not. Follow that. Bing Crosby says something along like, and that sweet, sweet green stuff. And he looks down and sees lettuce, and then it turns into yeah, chalupa. So that was kind of like a oh, all right. But she was pretty. She's kind of like Cinderella mixed with Bo from Toy Story. Cinborella, if you will. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm. But yeah, and then I think you were mentioning that he's trying to court her, and he is. Competing with the big brawny yeah, Gaston character. Yeah, there's like character. a gang of hoodlums that's led by a fake Gaston. <laughs> yeah, right? he's Gaston. Yeah, this is all Beauty and the Beast, yeah. isn't it? Uh, yeah, so his name is Brom Bones, I think. And he's the leader of the, it's a great creative name, the Sleepy Hollow Boys. Yep. <laughs> Who hang out at the Schnooker and Schnapps shop. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mention, I know you kind of alluded to it. But I did really like that Ichabod had a like schedule of houses that he would go to after school. So he's like a school teacher by day. And then by night, he goes to different students' houses to get fed by their mothers. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bad student in his class, and he's about to spank the kid. I think the narrator says something like, He was never one to spare the rod and spoil the child unless the child's mother could cook. Which I think is a euphemism. Uh, but so he looks It's like a Forrest Gump situation. <laughs> your mother sure does care about your schooling, boy. Because <laughs> he sees that this kid's basket is full of like 10,000 kinds of fruit. He assert, ascertains from that that the kid's mom's a good cook, but it's just fruit. Well, the kid was also quite she can plump. Cook a good he fruit. was. He was quite plump. And so uh, Icky goes to the house and gets plenty of food. Mm-hmm. Continuing with, like, with the food thing, he's dancing with Katrina at one point, and he manages to sneak an entire piece of cake. <laughs> and eat an entire piece of cake while he's dancing with her. Yep. And it was very easy. One might say it was a... Piece of cake. Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, there's another one where he's doing like singing lessons or something with those three girls. Oh, yeah. They're into him. And the uh, Sleepy Hollow Boys trick a dog to hit like a high note. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like Ichabod Crane is singing really high, but uh-huh. it's like the dog making a weird howling noise and the girls all swoon and faint. Yeah, they're into it. Bomb then, was trying to like Confused, like embarrass him, but it ended up working. He's like, Oh, this guy's a a regular brother's gib. So Ichabod did not react at all to the girl's swooning. He steps over their unconscious bodies, gets a huge like salad bowl, and just starts eating. Was that supposed to be for all four of them or something? So, (laughs) and they're just like, Man, I dig this guy's style. Yeah, I I like there's a part where he's like lovesick over Katrina. And uh, so he's set up his gloves 
and a book at his desk to look like he's studying while class is in session, but he's really ducked behind his desk <laughs> making out with a feather duster. Yep. <laughs> he's first, she loves me, she loves me nodding, the feather duster, and then he, uh, then he macks on it. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> hmm? Hmm? Was it? Um, I didn't mean to ask, Jimmy, where's my feather duster? Mm. There's a lyric that says, who's the town's ladies' man? He gets by as best he can. And apparently it's Ichabod Crane. Uh, I did not like the way he sang that. Yeah, I kind of liked it. it. I, I mean, Bing Crosby is cool when it's Christmas time. <laughs> but like... If it ain't? Yeah, that's, a, that's about it. I'm good. There's a part where Ichabod Crane is getting ready for, like, the shindy, where he's going to go, like, spit game at Katrina. Mm-hmm. And Bing Crosby says, Icky, you sly dog, you. <laughs> and I don't know why I like that very much. <laughs> but then it gets spooky. The beginning of that is Brahms' song. Can we talk about that for a second? Ooh, yeah. Well, so this so is he's when all this gets jealous good. because Ichabod is dancing with Katrina at the party the whole time. And, and he's, poor- like... He's had to, to dance like with a fat make girl. Make him fall into a hole and yeah. try to steal Katrina from him, and he's all upset. And 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 then what you were gonna say? The narrator introduces something about Ichabod that we didn't know before. He may be super clever, and the women love him, and he eats plenty of food and whatever. Uh-huh. But something about Ichabod Crane is that he's he's super he, clever, but he's also superstitious. Oh yeah, and he's his stitious level. Is suspicious. One of the most stitious. Yeah. And that that boils very close to the surface. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently... He's vicious with the stitch. (laughs) Yeah. Brahm sees him spill salt and then throw it over his his right shoulder. And it's very dumb and dumberish. And and so he's like, oh, okay. So this guy's got a weak spot for scary stories. And Brahm sings this amazingly cool song about the Headless Horseman. I think it's... It starts out like being about a midnight jamboree, and it's so scary. And like it's it's at that point where it's like, oh, okay, this is this is getting kind of cool. Just out of curiosity, what's that called? The Headless Horseman song. Hmm. Okay. You can't reason with a headless man. Truer words have ne'er been uttered. What did you think? Do you like that song? Not really. Really? I thought is I think it's pretty cool, and I like his dancing. It's very gallopy. And I like when he does the the whole headless horseman charade mm. on the chair. I like it. I just feel it. like the sound of it and the visuals of it don't match up. Hmm. That's I, something that's like a pet peeve of yours. Kind of. I mean, I feel like I I do like it, but I feel like it sounds all like easygoing and happy, and I feel like for a headless horseman song. I would have wanted something to sound a little more scary. Uh, well, I think I because like Bing Crosby is a like celebrity, like he's like a famous crooner, like jazz singer guy. I feel like they just wanted him to do Bing Crosby on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like here's like the lyrics that we wrote for you, but you do it like in your style because it's probably not for like kids or for anyone to really take seriously. It was just like entertainment for people in the 40s to be like oh yeah woo and start like not jamboree twisting their hips and wagging their finger and doing that (laughs) dance provocatively (laughs) yeah (laughs) that that, like begins the spookiness of it yes 
And then Shanley, stop me if I'm overstepping where you want to cut in. But from here, he leaves the party and he's terrified for the ride home. And yeah. we, we've already seen that the horse that he's on is not a it's not like a Cyril. His horse is a very junky, crappy horse that I guess toes a plow. Yeah. And so he's on his way home in the spooky dark with a junky horse. Not like a not like a drug addict horse. We don't know that. Do you think that that's why he's so unhealthy? He's I'm a junkie? not saying he is. I'm just saying the horse didn't definitely seem sober. You don't think so? It's running backwards at one point. <laughs> yeah. Did you know like I'm riding this horse backwards? At a certain point. Yeah, it's true. So let's assume that the horse is a junkie. Yeah. Shanley, did you want to take it from here? Yeah. So he's going home in the dark and it's like he's kind of going slow and like looking side to side and it feels very um snow white when mm. she's getting scared and right. like the trees have faces and I really like that like there's like a like a hand in the clouds that's like covering oh, hand the clouds that's it's yep. like oh yeah creepy so seeing things that aren't there and hearing things that aren't there and just Really getting creeped out. I got really excited once it started getting creepy. Oh, like, yeah. Because I was so miserable <laughs> for the last, like, 25 minutes. Dang, for an hour-long movie. This whole thing is an hour. Both segments together. But it dragged so long. Especially <laughs> the, the Ichabod, Ichabod stuff. part. Yeah. Oh, totally. But, yeah, when it got creepy and, like, the crickets are going, Ichabod, Ichabod, Ichabod. Yes. Yes. You're like, all right, it's getting good. Mm-hmm. Hand clouds. Jimmy, your grandma used to live in the middle of kind of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And did that remind you of when we used to walk home to her house? Yeah, totally. So there was a period of time when Shanley and I essentially lived with my grandma. And she lived up in the hills in a neighborhood that, like, didn't have sidewalks or streetlights. Streetlights, yeah. And so we'd be walking up, like, windy roads in this residential neighborhood and both of our cars broke down at like the same time. So for a few months, we would just like walk from like downtown, then through this like whole windy uphill road. And it's like tons of trees. It's all dark. And, it and was crickets that scream hell. your name. Yeah. Like <laughs> the hand clouds. It was like winter. And so like it would be like cold and windy. And like we we're like not sure if there's like people or mountain lions. Or like, uh, like a or eccentric people. wealthy person who wanted to like hunt you guys, hunt <laughs> us. Yeah, it was totally like that. I was like, I definitely, I think I bought and walked around with a knife at this point in time, <laughs> like a big knife from like Big Five. Yeah, because I was like, dude, if we're walking up this hill, like, I don't know what's going on. Which is also probably not a great thing to do. Just to be like a twenty-year-old walking in the middle of the road with a knife if the cops pulled around, like yeah. not good. But yeah, totally. That was honestly like, I feel like it's like it's fun to watch. I'm like, oh, that's, that's funny. Like everything seems scary, and like the trees have faces, and you're all like easily spooked. But like that actually was like the scariest experience I think for me. Just like I feel like there'd be times we we'd be walking together. And we would like have like whispered conversations of like, 
Dude, I think someone's like staring at us. Right now. I feel <laughs> we're, we're being watched. Yes, but I also feel like we would talk louder <laughs> because we're like, I want to like intimidate. Like, uh, you want the person to be like, oh no, they're onto us. Run away! Run away! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like we definitely felt watched, and not sure if it's animal or person. But yeah. either way, just being like, Mm-mm, don't like this. Yeah, Jeez. it's fun. Jimmy and I had did different things when he lived there. When he lived there, uh, I had uh, a mini SUV, and we used to drive around the neighborhood and stop and like bounce and pretend that we were in the Indiana Jones ride. Ah, uh, nice. You remember we used to do that? <laughs> we would stop and then like rev a little bit, and then turn <laughs> really abruptly. I feel like there's a couple like not that aren't, things that aren't U-turns but function the same. Yeah, and so yeah. we'd like hit those all crazy like. <laughs> like the spears flying by <laughs> that's what we did or we would turn on the space mountain um music oh, yeah. and drive uh-huh. same kind of drive yeah a little bit less dramatic but with good music <laughs> but when ichabod is walking through there my favorite one is how he thinks he hears the headless horseman coming and it's the trotting sound it's like a and it's actually the, like the cattail plants that are like slapping against it's the those things that I don't think exist in real life, but are in tons of animated things <laughs> where it's like a little like green, like branch or like reed with like a hot dog, like skewered <laughs> on the end of it. They totally exist. I've never seen those. I've seen them. You can, you can like, uh, if you like close your hand around the side, you can like pull all of it off sort of like, um, wishing dandelions. It's it's the thing that Sebastian sings "Kiss the Girl" into. Yes, it's, yeah. his, it's his microphone. They're in all yeah. kinds of stuff. I think they're called cattails. It's called a southern cattail. I looked up hot dog plant. <laughs> <laughs> and Google's like, ah, oh, you mean the southern I mean, cattail? If you Google a hot dog plant, it's what comes up. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's more of a corn dog. <laughs> Yeah, but that that was my favorite one because he thinks he hears uh, headless horseman coming, but it's actually the hot dog plants banging against a, a fallen log, and he and his junky horse are laughing. You never bang a hot dog on your log. <laughs> Call Mister Winky. <laughs> uh, but he's not just scaring himself because then lo and he starts behold, laughing because he realizes he's ridiculous. Yeah, he and and his junkie horse. Yeah, the, well, he's the, laughing because he thinks he's ridiculous. High. Yeah, the horse <laughs> is laughing because he's totally baked out of his mind. I think he's like eating grass, probably doing smoking other stuff grass. grass. <laughs> he's got a burned spoon in mm-hmm. his hoof. It always starts with hoofing, then eventually you get into heavier drugs, and then he hears a demon laugh, and it is actually very scary <laughs> and the headless horseman is upon him and demon laughing and uh, the animated design of the headless horseman and the head and the horse of the headless horseman it's drawn totally different than the rest of the animation style of the ichabod story and it's very cool looking it's a dark and creepy and very strong whereas everybody else they're they're floppy and gangly and goofy. They're, they're tunes, but this is like sharp and bold and just completely black and scary. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of like Sleeping Beauty, 
I feel like some of the darker stuff in that with like Maleficent as a dragon fighting the prince and stuff. Yeah. It's like really captured some of that like intense contrasty stylized stuff Hmm. where it's not as realistic kind of as the rest of the movie or it's like soft looking. Mm -hmm. Not only was that part really cool, but so they start this whole chase scene and the animation in that chase scene was like some of the coolest stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. Seen. This is all hand drawn. Like there's incredible. a part where the headless horseman is like running towards like a cliff. There's like a gorge or like a chasm or something. And there's like a low angle view up at like the headless horseman approaching it. And he like leaps into the air and the camera, like there's not a camera. Yeah. It's animated, but it's like the motion of like it panning up and then, like, zooming out to, like, show him landing on the other side. Yeah. You felt, like, camera movement in a lot of the action scenes. Yeah. That was, like, super impressive. Mm-hmm. And again, usually this, it's is, just, this like, is less than five minutes. Yeah. But it's, it is a good five minutes. And uh, it, part of the mythology is once you get past the bridge, then, uh, like, I guess the dominion of the Headless Horseman ends. And so Ichabod is just trying to cross this bridge, but his horse is stoned out of its mind and eventually turns around and he finds that he's no longer running, running toward the bridge, but actually running back towards the headless horseman. And it's, it is actually very disorienting while you're watching it. it. You get caught up in the chase scene. You want him to get away. You want him to get to the bridge and it's, it's so frustrating when there's that establishment shot and you're like, oh, he's going the exact opposite direction into the jaws of death. Did any of you guys think that that was Brom dressed as the Headless Horseman? I nope. didn't. No, really? Okay. I thought that that's where this was heading because the whole thing was... Was heading? I didn't mean to, but thank you. That would be where it would be heading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks. The, the the whole story is just very silly and lighthearted, so I just assumed that this was going to finish as silly as the rest of it is. The, the climax of the race is the Headless Horseman grabs a flaming pumpkin and throws it at Ichabod, and that shot's so cool. The pumpkin is headed straight towards the frame and kind of shuddering in the wind, and then it, it explodes on Ichabod's head and knocks him out and mm. leaves him unconscious in the mud was i the only one who thought that we would maybe have some more of mr winky at the climax (laughs) that's what you want you want mr winky to be prominent in the climax yeah i mean i thought like when it exploded that we'd see more of mr winky but no just be (laughs) okay no thoughts on that shanley nope and so there's a dissolve and it's the next day and there's bits of broken pumpkin on the floor and the narrator says and nobody saw Ichabod Crane ever again some people say that he left town and he got married to somebody who cooks really well and he lived happily ever after but we all know he was taken by the headless horseman and he's like oh this is this was an unexpected ending to this story. Yep. But I was for it. 
I was like, hell yeah. Isn't yeah. the narrator end it with, man, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then it throws up the, the end sign. Yep. yep. So ominous and strange. But I was for it. I really enjoyed <laughs> that four minute, 45 <laughs> second segment of this entire arduous thing. The hard thing that I found, though, is my attention had worn so thin throughout the majority of this story that even though I wanted to pay close attention to this portion because I was into it, I actually had a hard time keeping my phone down because I was just in the habit of zoning out for the rest of the movie. Yep, I felt that. Like, I, Looking back, I can enjoy those horsemen scene, mm-hmm. but like when we were in it, it was just like, man, is this almost over? Because this is the shortest movie. (laughs) And it felt so long. Oh my gosh, it did. I was groaning, like audibly, like, oh, (laughs) finished. And we were just trying to get out of the house to go get some Chinese food. And I was like, I got five more minutes. Just hang (laughs) hang on. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty rough. But I would recommend the last five minutes of this movie. Yeah, I kind of want to watch it again. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of do as well. Jimmy, your thoughts? I loved okay. it. It lived up to my expectations. Do you think it saved, it like redeemed the rest of the oh, stuff? absolutely like? not. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say if there's like just the Headless Horseman portion available on YouTube or something, yeah. watch that. Just totally. watch that, yeah. But I wouldn't even watch the Bing Crosby Headless song thing that you liked. I wouldn't watch that personally. I wouldn't care if someone else did. But like at the most, <laughs> I like to imagine a circumstance where you did care. I mean, <laughs> really? doesn't that sound like something that I would say? <laughs> I insist no one watch this. Skip this. I mean, I kind of do feel like that towards you because you'll I just like keep this. singing things from it that I will be like, oh, I don't don't make it my problem. I don't want to have to. Relive <laughs> this. But yeah, I um, it didn't justify its existence. Yeah, yeah. It, it really just made me want to watch Sleepy Hollow. I really yeah. like that movie. Do you like that movie? The Tim Burton one? I think it's one of those things where, like, I think I like it. And then I probably wouldn't want to sit through it. Okay. Like, there's some movies where I'm like, oh, yeah, that was great. But if Shanley's ever like, you want to watch that? I'd be like, nah, not really. I'm not feeling it. You, Shanley, do you like that movie? I think I do. I feel like there's certain movies that I will always watch the first half of. Okay. And then, like lose interest in and mm-hmm. not even just like i fall asleep You're because i will bored. always do You're that just, like, doing something but else. like i also just like don't care to keep watching you know mm-hmm. so i'll get distracted by my phone or like change the channel or you know like whatever yeah. and i feel like this is one of those movies where like i always enjoy the lead up and like get halfway in and then get to a point where i was oh yeah i don't actually care gotcha it's kind of got everything though i mean it's got christopher walken with sharp teeth it's got Ray Park in it. It's got a good Johnny Depp. Also, I, I don't think I'm a huge uh, Winona Ryder fan. It's not Winona Ryder. It's uh, Christina Ricci. That's, you know what? Her too. <laughs> okay. I think her more. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I've never really cared for Christina Ricci. What about Christopher Walken just going, Love. Oh, I do like, <laughs> I like his teeth. Yes. Yeah. His sharp teeth. He does. His teeth were made of wool. Kanye West said, if she don't give good head, man, get a divorce, man. The kids have been calling you the headless horse, man. Like Sleepy Hollow, See She Swallow, 
oh boy got booed at the Apollo 13 ghosts. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> Do we rank this? Before yeah, totally. Before moving on? Oh, um, I think we can well, let's rank them both at the end. Okay, cool, because I haven't ranked either of them today. <laughs> but do you guys have any quotes that stand out from this? And Call Mr. Can, Winky. Then we can move on. That's it for me. Call Mr. Winky. Um, I liked um, the beginning when Mr. Badger's, or McBadger is going through all the different <laughs> bills. Because everyone keeps knocking on the door and interrupting him. He says, how can a man figure out with all this hubbub? <laughs> is that how you feel? Oftentimes living with Jimmy and me. Sometimes. <laughs> I feel like when I worked, I felt like that. Yeah, that's fair. There was one particular day when Jimmy and I were recording the uh, Jaws the Revenge podcast. You were doing like inventory. You were working from home in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like we were driving you crazy. No, if it, if it was inventory, that that was driving me crazy. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that was not related to you guys at all. Those mm. are the worst nights. So I guess, Jimmy, then we are charming, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you have quotes? Um, I mean, there's I liked a lot of stuff from the Mr. Toad portion, but I really liked the it's a, a scene, I guess, more than a quote. But when um, Toad enters Rat and Mole's house. Also, why do they live together? It's kind of weird. They're domestic partners. But they like make a whole thing. About being Christian. There are different schools of thought on this. Mm. I didn't realize they were so progressive back in the 40s in England. Oh, okay. I see where the breakup is here. The animal when kingdom. A rat loves a mole man. <laughs> no, it's a weed Yeah. I mean, that's it. I, I have I nothing to elaborate. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> That was very good, James. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> okay, so, so Toad enters the house. Uh-huh. Mole says, why, it's a poor old lady. Let's move her over by, the, over by the fire. They move Toad, and his chain, ball and chain, lands on Rat's foot. And the rat goes, ow! And then they realize it's Toad. And they go, Toad, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, I just sort of... And Mole says, well, this is a Merry Christmas, but aren't you afraid of the police? And Toad scoffs at it. And he's like, afraid of the police? I toad afraid of the police, and then he like in his like dramatic way like laughs, like very like, ha 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 like full body like embellishing or whatever. I don't know the right word for it. He's a super big personality. Yeah, so he just does everything. He's all a bon viveur. What a bon viveur. Shanley, can you translate? Like happy life. Yeah. Okay. So then the door starts getting someone thumping at it. It says, open up, open up, I say. <laughs> and Toad goes, ah, the police! And, like, covers himself immediately. <laughs> so the line itself isn't funny. But the interaction of him, like, being way over the top, with like, I don't care about the police. And then immediately panicking. And it turns out it was Angus McBadger. Oh, is it Angus McBadger? Angus McBadger. Okay. That's yeah. great. I was hoping it'd be you. I thought it was Ewan. I remember seeing an E on the signature, but apparently mm. not. 
So that I liked that a lot. I feel like everything Toad did was great, but I've thought that was a funny exchange. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Very cool. Yeah. Should we move on to the next thing that we did? Um, also, the song Headless Horseman is considered... The Kanye one? Of, one. <laughs> yep. It's considered one of the darkest songs written for a Disney film. What about Hellfire from Hunchback of Notre it's Dame? It's with that and Worthless from the Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> it's fun to me. <laughs> Be, pre- yeah. be prepared is pretty violent, I think. Yeah. Hmm. But it's got like a xylophone or something do, 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 in it. Do, do, yeah. So you can't get that yeah. dark with the xylophone. Yeah. Yeah. I love the uh, meticulous planning, tenacity spanning, decades of denial are simply why I'll be king undisputed, respected, saluted. No? And seen for wonder I am. An injustice deliciously spared. I think it's squared, yeah? I thought it was spared, like he spared the injustice. Oh, I thought it was like making up. I think they mean the same thing. Okay. We'll have meat and less meat, right? Is that for Mr. Winky? (laughs) Call Mr. Winky! All right, that's enough of this movie. Yeah. I, I'm glad we all enjoyed that last bit of it. it. It sort of made it worth our while, but I agree with you, Jimmy. It did not redeem for all the wasted time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I feel wronged that I thought that somehow Mr. Toad's story was incorporated into this Headless Horseman mythology, and it's entirely separate. I... I just feel like I I could deal with Mr. Toad and Ichabod Crane being different stories. Mm-hmm. But then for the Headless Horseman to be such a small part of the Ichabod Crane story, was, I just felt very lied to. Like misled, yeah. you know? Jeez. That nose like a weathercock. Well, another thing that we did was we ended up watching Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, 2019. I kept saying that it was directed by Guillermo del Toro, and I was wrong about that. It's produced by him. It is streaming on Tubi, but we didn't have any way to get that playing. Not Tubi. Or not Tubi. We weren't able to get that on the TV screen, so we ended up buying it on Vudu. And I am kind of happy to have this in my digital library. It was really cool. So let me... uh, Let me summarize this really quickly. It's about a girl. Her name is Stella. And she's got only two friends in the world, Chuck and Augie. And they live in a small town where everybody knows each other's business. And they like to all gossip about Stella's family because her mom left their family when she was just a little baby. And so they're outcasts and rejects. Augie has a crush on Stella. Chuck is just there as the sloppy friend. And they meet a Mexican. And as all good things begin with meeting a Mexican, that's what happens here. They meet a Mexican named Ramon Rodriguez, allegedly. And they he's new to town, so they're introducing him to the creepiness of their town, which includes a haunted house where a woman named Sarah lived. And the story goes that this woman, Sarah, was poisoning children 
And before she could be arrested, there was this thing where children would come to her home and she would tell them these scary stories that she invented before killing them. And then eventually she hanged herself. And so they're in this haunted house. And when they're there, they find the book where Sarah had written these scary stories and Stella in, in the blood of children. Yeah. Stella steals the book because she herself is a writer and she wants to read through the scary stories. And she finds that the book is kind of living. And as it's like, it's like it's Sarah Tom Riddle's diary esque, if mm, you will. Sure, I will. Shanley will. Yep. Shanley will. Jimmy will. It's not about me. It is. I won't. Well, that's two to one. So we're gonna have to will. Where there's a will, there's a way. She's finding that Sarah is still writing stories from the great beyond and as she's writing these stories in blood they're coming to pass and apparently these stories that she's telling for the most part are folk stories that the victims grew up with and it's the ones that scared them the most as kids and then it ends up happening to them and then all of these children end up vanishing and disappearing and so stella and her mexican friend ramon are trying it's Ramon. I'm sorry again. Ramon. Okay. Ramon. <laughs> her her Mexican friend Ramon. They're trying to find a way to stop Serra before all of their friends die and vanish. And that is the story of scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm. Okay, so first and foremost. I want to ask, we rolled back this veto and we watched this anyway because the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad didn't live up to our expectations. Now that we've watched this movie, do you guys think that this movie is made for kids? No. Jimmy says no. Shanley? I think yes. Shanley says yes. When we watched the trailer, it seemed like it was going to be way scarier. Yeah. And so I was like, no way, this is for kids. And then actually watching it, it's like, okay. It's not like super, it's not cartoonish, right? but there's no actual gore. Right. And I feel like it relies more on your imagination being like kind of running away. Running away with me. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who would let their kids watch Tommy Milner getting stabbed with a pitchfork by a scarecrow. I think that that's a great example of one personally. Okay. You have two kids. Can they watch this when they come home this PG-13. weekend? PG-13. That's not kids. I don't know. I I was doing drugs and stealing things at 13. You're not a kid anymore. <laughs> if horror was a genre that was important to me, then I would have my kids on a trajectory where I'm little by little introducing them to the genre. I feel like you're working to make this a kid's movie. It's just not. Like, you wouldn't show your kids this. I, the only reason I wouldn't is because I'm not putting my kids on a trajectory to get them into the horror franchise, but I I have them on a trajectory to show them superhero movies. So I've organized that in my head and like, okay, this is one step to the next, to the next level, to the next. And I think if horror was more important to me, then I would show them this movie at maybe age 10, age 11 ish. I think the scene that you're talking about where Tommy Milner 
is stabbed with a pitchfork is a great example of that because he's stabbed through. He's impaled with a pitchfork, but there's no blood. Instead of blood, he it's straw because he's transforming into a scarecrow. And I think that, that it's it's decisions like that that kind of put it on the side of okay. being more introductory. What about the boy who ate a toe? It's not gory, though. It's gross. He ate a toe. I'm not asking if it was something that made me uncomfortable. I'm saying I don't think this is meant for kids. The, the, I don't think that kids are supposed to watch someone eating a severed toe. You you weren't raised as... Call me crazy. Was. Oh, no. I was raised like that. <laughs> I was raised way worse than that. that but I'm was, just saying it's not meant for kids. Hmm. Okay. I agree that it's not like... For five-year-old kids, no way. But 10-year-olds, I kind I do see where it's like, all right. I get that it's a kind of an older, somewhat older kid, but like, I do think it qualifies as a kid horror movie. Yeah. There there are some images that are pretty intense. I think the thing that puts it over to the PG-13 side is less the imagery, though, and more probably the language. There's yeah. some There's some cursing in it. But yeah, I don't know. Like, these are some grotesque monsters, but I don't know if they're any more violent than like the haunted mansion yeah i don't think there's a lot of violence it was more just like creepy and like the implication Mm -hmm. because the implications (laughs) it's not that i'm going to do anything (laughs) (laughs) first and foremost did you guys like this movie i i did i feel like with a lot of these kinds of horror movies i always get kind of like Eh, when it gets to the end. Uh-huh. But also, I don't care. I'm not necessarily in the movie for the resolution. I'm in for the scary buildup. So pretty much the didn't... entire movie, I just hear Shanda going, "Nope, mm-mm, nope." <laughs> <laughs> just every, every scene from behind my right shoulder, just hearing Shanley saying, "Nope, mm-mm," the whole yep. movie. <laughs> well, whenever someone makes a stupid decision, okay, it... nope. yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> You should know better. Don't do that. Don't you know you're in a horror movie? Yeah. I get it. Jimmy, did you like it at all? So, I'm going to... There's a lot of external influences on my experience with this movie. Okay. I was going through some family stuff, so I was texting for a significant amount of the movie. Okay. And I really wanted to finish the episode of Entourage that we were watching when Shane Lee turned it off to start this movie. Okay. But, uh, no, I didn't like this movie. <laughs> okay. How much um, would you attribute? I didn't like it, and also, you were more annoying during this movie than I think you've ever been watching a movie. Really? For at least the first half, you were like my mother. Nurturing. You just wouldn't stop talking during the movie. I made you feel safe. You kept just yelling things out all the time. You're like, a Mexican. <laughs> oh, man. I think I like this movie. Do you guys like this? <laughs> hey, what is that? Is that what Oh, Shane that was... guy's a jerk. This is going to be like Super 8 or something. <laughs> and you just were, were, Super 8. were very vocal. And I was like, geez, mm. dude, like. I think I was equally as vocal, but just saying You took over when he stopped. When Matt Matt stopped talking, then all of a sudden you kept being like, you see that door close? Mm -mm." (laughs) Mm-mm. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, God, no. (laughs) 
so yeah, that combined with that I was already grouchy. I was like, this sucks. What What about the? Are you able at all to separate the yes. movie contents with your experience? Yeah. So I also didn't like this movie because I it felt silly to me, and I I mean horror movies are almost always difficult for me. Like I always think they're stupid. Okay. And it's just in its stupidity, can it make me just like scared anyways? That's what I see as like a successful horror movie. Okay. Sometimes they're great. Like House of a Thousand Corpses is a good one or The Strangers where like they kind of transcend the stupidity of most of the genre and just like they just scare me and I really like that. I think they're like masterful in their ability to create scary scenarios okay this did not do that this was stupid premises i think for most of it that didn't scare me so that would be a point for this being for children because it was like just ridiculous seeming kind of stuff and in that i feel like they also just did stupid reactions to it where i was like i can't be scared of this because I would never be that stupid. Hmm. Like the the one that stands out the most for me in that situation is the, pale the lady. one boy who was running down. There's He's in like a cross section of two hallways. Right. And he keeps like starting to run down them and then sees like a weird fat naked lady walking towards him. Yeah. And he's like, ugh! And then, like, runs the other way. And then she's there. And he's like, ugh! And then runs down a different one. And just, like, keeps doing that forever. And I was like, stop being surprised by it, dude. Like, they got to the point where they're just in the opening where all four of the hallways meet. Mm-hmm. And he's still... Like, it was ridiculous at that point. He does, like, four, like, just turnarounds to, like, look at the other one. Mm-hmm. When he can't even run anymore. And he still just kept turning. And I was like, you idiot. Like, you deserve to die. Like, I'm not afraid anymore. I I hate you. So Hmm. one thing I liked about, like, of all the whole, like, premise of the whole movie with the books. And, like, I was kind of like, you know, like, I don't really buy that. It's kind of, like, unbelievable. I liked that each of the stories while you were in it, it felt like a, a nightmare where it doesn't really make sense, but it still scares you anyways. Yeah. And like I liked how I feel like with Tommy in the cornfield and then um that guy was named Chuck in the hallways of the mental hospital. Yeah. They found themselves kind of like I want to say time loops but like they it was keep, like a time trap or a triangle. Exactly. <laughs> but like it didn't make sense. They were running away and then they found themselves back where they started. Yeah. And it was like that's terrifying. I feel like that is totally like nightmare dream dreams. logic yeah but like that sucks and um at least tommy picked up the pitchfork yeah and tried to use it but failed but like i remember thinking with chuck like go into one of the rooms and he tried going into like They're tried a bunch of the doors but he didn't try to juke the lady or punch he didn't her, try to, or yeah, kick like, her but i remember thinking like her. look for a weapon but there's literally nothing in this hallway you could throw yeah. a shoe I, Who I, throws a shoe? Honestly. honestly. <laughs> but all also, three of us. All three of us. The, honestly. Go on, Shinley. That's it. We're done. Yeah. We're good. You've been listening to Austin Powers quotes. <laughs> 
But so, yes, he probably could have like punched her or something. But looking at her, I didn't want to touch her. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I totally so get like there's nowhere to go. At a certain go. point, you have no choice. There's She's nowhere to go. You. I don't have a weapon. Like I really, really <laughs> don't want to touch her. <laughs> she reminded me of Footley. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same situation. Like, eventually, we're all going to have to touch the Footley. Get <laughs> over it. Inevitable. <laughs> Get over it and do it. Oh, no. Well, the other day, she <laughs> almost cornered me in the elevator and I had to juke her. I, like, ran. Like Heisman <laughs> Trophy, bam! Just shot right past her. Did you Almost step on her toe? Stiff arm. <laughs> no, I would never. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, but she like absorbs him. She like hugs him to death and like absorbs him. Yeah, through like osmosis. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I didn't like that. What about the jangly man? Oh, no, I did not like that. <laughs> what is the thing that he says? It's like, my doti. Oh, it. Uh, you're you're on the right track. Yeah. My doti bingo. <laughs> Something like my, that. Me tai doti walker. Yeah, and like, what is that? I don't know what that means, but it it terrifies me. He says it twice. Are you um, looking it up, James? Yep. It, there's a severed head that rolls out of a fireplace and says that, and the police chief is like, "Are you crapping me?" And he starts shooting at it. And that is uh, the trivia I gave you guys for this movie is that a character is played by a contortionist from America's Got Talent. That's that's who that was. So a lot a lot of those creepy moves that those are real. Does that, does that upset you more, Shanley? It does. Hold on, I'm. I think I found a thread talking about what this means. Me tai do t walker. Is that what it is? Me tai do t walker. All right, I'm just gonna read this stupid thing that I just read. In the original story, the jangly man's head says, "Me tai do t walker," and the man's dog replies, "Lynchy kinchy coli moly dingo dingo." Right. This happens three okay, times that makes sense. As the head, <laughs> this happens three times as the head gets closer to the house. I think the head was saying, Me tied ought ye walker, telling the man he should have tied him up and referring to the fact that the man can walk and the head doesn't have a body. The dog was probably saying, Lynch ye, clinch ye, Kali Mal Ye Dingo Dingo. Kinch is a Scottish term for a noose, and Kali Mal Ye was probably referring to the dog himself threatening to maul the head if it came in. I don't know about the Dingo Dingo part. <laughs> Maybe he was calling it names. There you go. So I broke it down. Okay, well, it makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the exact one I found, by the way. I figured. And the first response to that is, this made it so much scarier. Yeah. I'm at work right now, and it's dark and rainy outside. Someone pulled up to the window, and my heart jumped because it scared me so much. And it was a severed head that said, me, Ty Doty Walker. This person works at a bikini barista stand. Me, Ty Doty Walker. So, we don't know what that means. But you didn't like the jangly man. Oh, no. So... 
Mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Shannon doesn't <laughs> like it when things move weirdly. Especially, okay, especially human body. Crab walking. Moving in a way that the human body should not move. Yeah. I really do not like that. Like people who like can, like contortionist I, Yeah, I don't. And especially if you move quickly like that. Oh. Fast? Not fast. I feel like I... Like if you can like get upside down and then like walk towards her all quick, she's like, ah! Did you say your sister used to do that too? Yes. <laughs> and by I her sister used to this. do that, she means like, like a year ago. <laughs> her younger sister will do that and it freaks her out. <laughs> what if, what if I told your sister to shout me tai do ti walker while doing that to you is that scarier or less scary what if she was like naked and covered in oil and then crawled into your room <laughs> yes. at night and was yes. screaming yes that. i <laughs> would stab her in the face i know you wouldn't you would scream and yeah hide. <laughs> yeah i think there's a good chance of me being able to talk her into doing that to you I'm gonna, I'm gonna me tai do ti shanley <laughs> i will immediately divorce you uh huh. Okay. Or kill you. Dingo, dingo. Okay. Dingo, dingo, baby. <laughs> oh, there was another one I wanted to bring up. I thought Augie, when he's attacked by the Where's My Toe lady, the foot lady, if you will. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was like a masterclass in suspense when he's under the bed and you're just waiting for that jump scare. And he just keeps getting further and further out the bed. First, he's looking, and you're like, oh, the, the lady's going to pop out at him while he's looking out under the bed. And then he pulls himself out of the bed, and you're like, oh, she's going to pop out right now. And then he, like, rolls over on his back, and you're like, oh, she's on the bed. And then he looks up over the bed. It's like 6,000 years of suspense footage. They did a really good job And with you're that. just waiting you for like it to that? happen. Yes. I was so pissed. It's like, what an idiot. Like, who, if you think someone is there, why would you have your lower half underneath your bed frame pinched by your, like, footboard? Foot lady. Yeah, that's how she got him. <laughs> and, like, do, like, a crunch to, like, look up. Like Yeah, I wanted him to worst. push the bed up. Like, he's an idiot. He should have climbed out. under the bed yeah, in the first place. You learn that once you're, like, not six anymore. Like, yeah. yeah, there's no reason to do this. Hmm. But I just, I thought that, yes, I thought he was stupid for doing that. But just waiting for that jump scare was agony. Once and it lasted for so yeah. long. You agree with me there, Shanley? I did. Yeah. I like that it, it just felt like you're waiting for it, you're waiting for it. And like that suspense was just building, you know? Yeah. Did you guys notice all the, like, there was like a lot of red symbolism like creepy things were all red the stew was in a red pot the pale lady was in a red room the fake blonde girl her story was about the red spot i don't know if there was one with tommy uh i don't think so either um i did pick up a little bit of the red but mm -hmm. that's like a common thing especially like in horror movies that like uh m night Shyamalan makes really bright red things in sixth sense for things that have been touched by death. It's kind of a similar thing here. And then with the, the red writing in the book, I, a lot like with the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, I like the way this movie ended spoilers. 
at the end of the movie, I expected that when they defeated oh. Sarah, all the children would come back. But that doesn't happen. Everybody's still missing. Why did she see herself in the mirror and it wasn't her? It was the dead girl? That was her story. Her story was that she's been absorbed into Sarah's haunted house story, I guess. Huh. Did it not remind you guys of Carolyn's mansion in Hillsboro? Did you guys have Carolyn's mansion experiences in Hillsboro? No. No, I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is? Jimmy. I think um, my dad was supposed to go there when those people got murdered, and he didn't. But he was like supposed to go hang out with those people at that party. I mean, I don't think it was a party. I think like a couple, like a couple kids went there. And I know my dad was supposed to go there with someone and there was like some girls who a security guard were like, y'all better get out of here. And they left. And then later they found out that like that dude, the security guard, like, yeah, people there. So there's my dad was supposed to be there. Hmm. I think crazy. There's this mansion in Hillsborough, California, not, not too far from the creepy house where your parents lived. Uh, and it was Where like my a, grandparents lived. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it was like the local haunted house, and there had been some murders that happened there, and it became a regular thing. It was a historical landmark, but it became a thing where high school kids would like sneak in there because it was supposedly haunted. And there, there's one light in the house that is always on, even though it's like they shut off all the lights. And when they get outside of the house, the apparently the room where the murders happen, the light's always on in that room. And then you, the caretakers go back up into the house and shut off the light. And when they go up, back up there to shut off the light, the light's off. And they get back outside and then the light is on. And it just, like, the kids sneaking into the local haunted house just kind of brought me back. I never snuck into that house, uh, but I... I I spent a couple of nights parked outside the fence there and looking at the the window where the light was on. You've ne- you never heard of this, Shanley? Um, it's familiar. I think my mom. I think we like driving by it. My mom told me the story. Right. But I don't remember it like outside of that context. Gotcha. So I found all of like those kids' relationships with each other. I found it very like relatable i just it it was reminiscent of experiences i had as a kid and so i appreciated that it felt pretty authentic you know there's like the the two kids who hang around the girl that the clearly both of them have crushes on and then she falls for a mexican which i get because i'm mexican um the blatant racism (laughs) okay what i appreciated about (laughs) the blatant racism is tommy milner who is steve harrington from stranger things right he's the same guy in the first season. Same character. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He he ta- he destroys his window. At some point, Tommy gets drunk and he destroys Ramon's car, smashes up the window and he tags wet back on it. And that's not OK. But what I did appreciate is that he put wet in the front of the car and back in the back of the car. I was like, oh, you know, there's there's, there's some rhyme or reason to this vandalism. <laughs> and I kind of appreciated that. Although I don't stand for being racist towards Mexicans. Because again, I am Mexican. But as long as it makes sense, you're like, ah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to give a slur, at least make it make sense. Anyway, I, w- I was just hmm. saying. Maybe my dad wasn't supposed to be there. 
Hmm. Surprising twist there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just looking it up. Text him. Was how it? old was my dad when I was born? 23. And the murders happened in 1985. So my dad would have been 19. That seems like that lines up. The girls were 16 and 17. That's terrible. So either my dad's a perv or <laughs> he wasn't supposed to be there. From what I've heard, your dad had a way with the ladies. A perv. <laughs> it's possible. Huh. All right. Do you remember the episode of Psych with Scary Sherry? Mm-hmm. And uh, Sean and Gus found out that by accident they started the urban legend about Scary Sherry in their yeah, neighborhood. Because they looked away when they thought yes, she was going to jump. and they told everybody they told that she, she jumped. That's everybody in their neighborhood believed she killed herself. That's great. That's so funny. That's one of my favorite episodes. Anyway, try, trying to get back to this. At the end of the movie, she is unable to rescue anybody. Everybody who was taken by Sarah Bellows... Cerebellum, they remain gone. <laughs> like the three children who were murdered in this time, none of them come back. Tommy doesn't come back. Chuck doesn't come back. Neither does Augie. Well, they they were able to kind of intervene for Ruth, who gets taken to the crazy house. Yeah. And so at the end, she gets Ruth out. Mm-hmm. Which also how. And, and why is she going to live with... It? She's got her own family. Ruth yeah. has her own family, but she's going to go live with Stella and Stella's dad. And especially Ruth's brother Chuck is missing. Yeah. So what are her parents doing? Terrible parents. Her dad was kind of creepy for being a good guy. Hank Schrader. Bless you. <laughs> is Stella's dad, you mean? Yeah. I feel like... what? Maybe it's just I... Seeing the character, that actor play in other things that I'm like, mm, I don't really trust that guy 100%. Right. But I don't think he was creepy besides that. He I felt kind of like an adult in it. Yeah. Like I was like, uh, like I'm nervous around you. Mm. Also, while I'm talking, Austin Abrams played Tommy Wilner. What else is he in? He's I- in a whole bunch of things. And I immediately recognized him and told you Walking he Dead. was in The Walking Dead. But what else? But Walking. he's also in, um, you, you might know him from Euphoria because you watch that. Um. He's in a whole bunch of those. He plays Ethan. He is also in This Is Us. He dates the sister. He's oh, a douchebag. Yeah, he is a douchebag. He looks like a douchebag. Okay. He's okay. kind of one of those people who, like, you look at him and you're just like, you can't play like a good guy. He kind of looks like Beck Bennett from Saturday Night Live. I don't like him. Beck Bennett or this kid? I don't know what Beck Bennett is, but um, this guy is also in. He's known for Paper Towns. Okay. You ever seen it? That's what I know him from. He's also known for Brad's Status with Ben Stiller. You guys ever seen that? Uh-uh. And he is also known for something called Gangster Squad. That sounds familiar. But no. Yeah, so I don't know any of the things that he's known for. He's sort of Henry Bowers-ish in this movie. 
this movie is a rip off of it and a rip off of Stranger Things. It's it's definitely all of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Copycatting. I don't know why he has this weird animosity against the scarecrow that lives in his cornfield where he and his friends get wasted and just belt the scarecrow in the face with a bat. But also, I mean, when you're a teenager, like that could easily be something that I did. Okay. I could totally see that being a thing. Have you ever hit a scarecrow? I've never seen a scarecrow. Mm. But also said like in his story when they were reading it out, said that he grew up always hating that scarecrow and like scared of it. Oh, really? Well, probably because he heard the story about the scarecrow. And also because it's terrifying. It's very scary to look at. <laughs> the very upsetting, saggy face. And there's always cockroaches coming in and out of its ocular cavities. I feel like that took a lot of money to just animate the cockroaches. Mm. Crawling on his face. You don't think they got a real cockroach? A what roach? I feel like because they kept using the same shots almost over and over again, it felt like, oh yeah, that was just, they're just getting their money worth. Yeah. Hmm. Overall, I liked this movie. It was a little reminiscent of Super 8, but Super 8 is just derivative of it. So it's not extremely original, but I, I did enjoy it. I like. I it. feel like maybe if I watched it, I intended on rewatching it today, and that didn't happen. But I feel like maybe I would like it more. But I don't think I liked any of the characters in it. Really? I mean, from what I saw, I was annoyed with everyone. But uh, I am Mexican, and I'm your friend. Does that change things? I I see. I feel like I've broken through. I, it's weird. So because I like you, I have to like all Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. You didn't know what you were getting into when you built uh, this friendship. It's such a big commitment. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for this. Did you not like Stella, the main character? Was she Mexican? No. Then she I hated was a, her. She was a ginger. Jim? Did you like her? I did. I liked her a lot. I didn't like her. And I don't like that she survived. <laughs> I wanted her to die. I don't like that she... It pisses me off when a white girl gets to talk her way out of something. And oh, she's yeah, because like, she was arrested. I promise I'll tell people that you killed most of my friends, but then, like it was kind of because they deserved it because you were treated unfairly. Mm. And I was like, wait, what? Why are they both absolved of guilt here? This is stupid. I hate all of you. Gotcha. Yeah. This girl stole a book from a house, and then all this bad stuff started happening. And... She gets to live, and all her friends died. And that's true. Yeah. Also, the murder ghost is like a bad person, just because, you know, she was maybe not a bad person when she was alive. Like, that means that we're just gonna be like, oh, okay, like you know, I'm gonna tell everyone the truth now. Don't worry. And then it's like, okay, we're cool. I don't yeah. know. I didn't like any of it. Yeah. I screw everyone. Gotcha. But what about Ramon? He didn't do anything wrong. He looked like a douchebag. And he's a draft dodger. Are you kidding me? Mm. And we don't like Dodger fans. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're a Dodger fan, listener, then hell yeah. No. No. Not, no. See, look, and this That's, is here I, you go. I will sell out any. I'm moment. sure you will. You're wearing a blue hat right now. It's not a Dodger hat, though. It's a blue hat. It's still and you blue. just said something nice about the Dodgers. No, I didn't. I said something nice about a Dodger fan. You said that you'll be a Dodger fan. It didn't say that. You said, I'm uh, a Dodger fan. Ramon, there was this time when I was at my friend's house and uh, 
their kids and my kids had a water balloon fight and I got soaked. And so I went to my friend and I was like, oh, do you have like a shirt I can wear while I and can I throw my shirt in your dryer? And as a joke, he like passed me some clothes through the door and it was a Dodger shirt. And I don't care about sports at all, but I know what I don't like. And he thought he was being funny because he thought he was giving me no choice but to walk out of the bathroom wearing a Dodger shirt. (laughs) But not knowing that he was playing a joke on me, just thinking that that was the shirt he gave me. I came out of the bathroom with the shirt inside out, just wearing a plain blue shirt. He's like, ah, you you found a way out of it. I thought you were going to refuse. And then I'm going to come out topless. I thought he was going to be polite and just come out wearing the shirt because he thought his friend didn't know that he'd have a problem with it. I didn't think my friend knew that I had a problem with it, but... I thought you would have worn it anyways, just to to do it. Like, worn it the right way. Well, I'm a man with... full of surprises. Like, first of all, a big surprise. For the last 45 minutes, I've been thinking about ordering a pizza. A lot of Mexicans Mm. play for the Dodgers. And that's awesome. Keep being Mexican. Try to stop being a Dodger. Yeah, uh, Ramon Rodriguez's real name was Ramon Morales. Ironically, Morales means morals. And he compromised his morals by dodging the draft. Mm. Hmm. Should be less Morales. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Good. Thanks, thanks, thanks for taking that one home. I, I was I was crashing the plane there, but you really picked it up. Shocking. <laughs> oh man. Let me let me go through my notes. Do you guys have any popcorn for this? Or Matt, go ahead, I know that you have one that you want to talk about. What's that? When she was flipping through the the book. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wait, wait, sorry. Before we do that, just because mine is so unimportant. Okay. Uh, we, but you are important. We were talking about Austin Abrams, and I forgot to bring up a couple other highlights from his filmography. Okay. Um, so he has 29 acting credits. I told you Euphoria and This Is Us, and he's obviously in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and he's also in the things that he's known for, plus Walking Dead. But the ones that really stood out to me that I haven't seen or even heard of but are pretty intriguing. He's in one... I don't know if it's a movie. I think it's a movie. Oh, sorry. It is a TV series. He's in a TV series called Smilf. <laughs> I'm assuming means Stepmom. Oh, Elf. I thought it was San Mateo. <laughs> San Mateo, I'd like to ask. Okay. <laughs> Which is just all of San Mateo. It's one of the sexiest places on earth. True. So he's in Smilf, and he's also in something, his second ever credit, he plays young Adam Lipschitz in Jewtopia. <laughs> what? Yeah. 2012's Jewtopia. Oh, yeah, 2012. He was Jewtopia. young Adam Lipschitz. Yeah, of course. So I thought you'd appreciate that. I do appreciate that. You know how much you love Jewtopia. And Lipschitz, that's named after uh, my two favorite body-related things. Wasn't Tom that... Arnold was in it. Good. We love Tom Arnold here. Tom Arnold and Austin Abrams in Jutopia. <laughs> so that's it. That's all I had to say. It's very good. What are you saying? I was going to say, isn't the doctor in uh, the Rugrats? Dr. Lipschitz. Lipschitz? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
That's all. Ignore me. Uh, Matt, you had something you wanted to talk about. The return of the freaking Wendigo. There was a story in there called the Wendigo. Yep. Is it one that comes to pass? Um, I think oh, it's wait, actually... It's, it's the Jangly Man. No. Um, nope. No, that's... the one about It was way Diodat. earlier in the movie. It's what? About Diodat, the Sarah Bellows' dad, who owned the paper mill. So it's the story for where he dies. Oh. So it doesn't really go into that, but it was just the showing the backstory of Sarah's family disappeared. And then when they looked into it. Um, yeah, that's the who, what, them, where, when to go. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I was, I'm so excited about this. The return of the Wendigo. Man. Thank you so much for bringing that back up. Uh-huh. I have a couple of popcorns here, if if we're ready for that. Yeah. One, I felt like this was really riding the line of social commentary on racism towards Mexicans, but then also being slightly racist towards Mexicans. Because there's like the one kid's like, do you have a switchblade? I'm like, oh, this guy's a little bit racist. He assumes because this guy's like an ethnic kid that he's gruff and that he has a switchblade. Turns out he does have a switchblade. Yep. The one person who knows how to pick locks, the Mexican. <laughs> so I, I felt like that was just like, like I, I think you're trying to do something good, but it, not quite landing it there. Uh, there was a little bit of edutainment aspects to this. Like, it's a lot about, like, reading and writing. And I, I thought it was a little bit hammy metaphorically that it's pens that open the locks. And, and, oh, yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, like, a, a little bit cheesy. I have in my notes, Shanley just yelled, Stop eating the stew! <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so, what is it? Stella and Ramon are noticing, hey, there's a new story being written right now. Mm. Oh, and it says August. So it's call Augie. Tell him to stop. They're reading the story. They can see what's happening. Right. So they radio or walkie talkie Augie. Like, hey. Augie talkie. Don't. (laughs) Augie talkie, if you will. (laughs) Hey. I will. Don't eat anything. And as he's answering, he's like, ha ha, very funny. Continues to keep eating the stew that just appeared. Without even really looking at it. Mm-hmm. And they are like, no, we're reading a story. Right now it's being written. Like, they're explaining why they're telling him don't eat anything. And he keeps eating the That's entire time. So upsetting. And I'm, then the toe. Not only that, but he didn't even heat it up. He didn't. It's cold. Cold stew. Cold toe. Cold toe, yeah. Slime covered toad stew. <laughs> Right? Is, that, is there something there? Nothing there. Jimmy's giving me the no. He's shaking his head at me. I just think at, at that point, I guess just Tommy went missing, right? Augie doesn't know for sure. He doesn't believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they had such a long conversation about it that he could at least just stop eating while they keep talking about it. But no, he just keeps eating. Or just keep or look through it. You know, his mom has already told him that she didn't make any stew yeah. at that point. He put the stew in stupid. He did. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm kind of creeped out now. Like, I know it's like completely illogical for this, but we have a big red 
stew pot. <laughs> You're and not going to use it anymore. Now, every time I look at that, I'm just going to think of foot stew. Toe. Yeah. I'm going to find a, some way to make a fake toe and put Hot it dogs. in my gumbo next time. Yeah. Hot dog gonna, with an onion on the tip of it, like a toenail. Sue. Wendy's? Oh, the finger? Yeah. Mm. And the chili? Mm-hmm. Finger chili. Sometimes when I'm having a rough day, I just think about that woman who was incarcerated because she snuck a severed finger into chili and tried to tried to sue Wendy's over it. I really need yeah. to find uh, Walter. Like, you want a toe, dude? I can get you a toe. <laughs> some green nail polish on it, too. <laughs> By 3 p.m.? Is that what he yeah. says? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big Lebowski. I like that after Augie has disappeared, like he was attacked by the by the foot lady. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sorry. <laughs> Just I had to look it up. <laughs> he says, "You want a toe? I can get you a toe. Believe me, there are ways, dude. You don't want to know about it. Believe me." <laughs> says, yeah, but Walter's hell. I can get you a toe by three o'clock this afternoon with <laughs> nail polish. With nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> That's so very good. good. I love that guy. After Augie has disappeared, he's been attacked by a foot lady. Chuck says his response when they tell Chuck that Augie's disappeared, he goes, geez, he ate a toe. <laughs> <laughs> but his priorities are right. Like that's more concerning than him having been taken to the land of the ghouls or whatever. I never yeah. want to eat a toe. That guy was an idiot, dude. He full on ate that toe. Hmm. Like he shoved that thing in his mouth hole. It kind of makes you wonder if he was interested. Like, like he like he had his teeth like or his lips suctioned onto it as he pulled it out of his mouth. He was like like a, like a toe, toe job. Gross. <laughs> it was gross. It reminded me of Tomcats <laughs> when uh, Gary Busey's son what? eats a testicle. Or not? A, a, Wait, what? <laughs> Do you remember the movie Tomcats? No. And I'm sorry. It's not Gary Busey's son who eats the testicle. It's Gary Busey's son's testicle, but a doctor eats it. Tomcats from 2001? Yeah. Gary Busey's son's in it. What's his name? Jake Busey? He gets testicular cancer, and his testicle is removed. Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jerry O'Connell is in Jake it. Jake Busey. Oh, hey. Jamie Presley's in it. All right. Yeah. And uh, Shannon Elizabeth, right? So his testicle goes flying through a hospital and lands in like a chocolate box and a doctor bites into his testicle. Wait. Quality comedy. Wait, like knowingly or No, he's there's a life is like a box of chocolates, right? So he's he's just reaching into a box of chocolates and he accidentally grabs the extracted testicle and he bites into it Gross. and it like oozes. That's what this reminded me of. I think we've rung this out. Anything else? Any goosebumps? Shaft. <laughs> Whoa. Jerry O'Connell looks really different. Does he? Is he looking good? I want the best for Jerry O'Connell. Okay, he so he was in Scream too. That looks like a complete. He looks like he's trying to be Pierce Brosnan. Aren't we all? No, I am. I'm trying to grow some chest hair. You're doing great. <laughs> Thanks. You got a you got a real Pierce Brosnan vibe. Yeah, I pierced my Brosnan. Yeah, <laughs> got the got that first step. Get that Brosnan pierced, and uh, then you move on from there. Hell yeah! Popcorns, quotes, characters, anything. 
Um, so... Oh, Stu. Pierce Brosnan. The toe. It's all connected. <laughs> yeah. He's Stu and Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> um... Stu Miley. I've seen all your dreams. That's from Monkey Bone. No one's seen that movie except for me. I've seen it. Yeah? Probably with you. <laughs> Probably with me. Whoopi Goldberg's in it. Go on, Shanley. So, I have a favorite quote, but I don't actually have the whole quote. Okay. I just have, like, a word. That's fine. But, um... In the beginning, these uh, kids, all the friends are walking around on Halloween, and Tommy the bully drives by, and I guess every Halloween he messes with them. So this he steals time their they, candy. Yeah. yeah. So this time they came prepared. They pooped, or Chuck got like a bag of poop, and they, what did they put in the bag? I forget what he put. They, they put like a fake bag or a bag. Yeah, it's supposed to. to it's him. supposed to look like a sack full of candy, but it's just full of gross stuff. I don't know what. I think it's it's it old man underwear. Oh yeah, 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 something like that. So they grab the car drives by. The bullies grab this bag, but you think of as a candy. They realize that it's actually old man underwear, and then they throw eggs, mm-hmm. and. How did they get the bag in there? He just threw it? Yeah. So Chuck had a paper bag full of poop. His own poop. He was fishing it out with like a... Goldfish kind of? Yeah, like a fish scoop thing that you have. Yeah. Yeah. So he had put that all into a paper bag. He lights it on fire and then throws it into the car. It lands on um, Tommy's lap. But they call it the poo de top. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, that is good. So, I would that would definitely be one of those scenes, Jimmy, where I was very outspoken. I love revenge of the nerd things like that. Not yeah. not necessarily the movie Revenge of the Nerds, but like nerds fighting back against bullies. I'm like, heck yeah, that that's a solid win for me. And then they they cause him to like crash his car. It's extremely dangerous. They got more than they bargained for on that yeah. one, I think. But also, as the driver, something's going wrong. You hit the brakes. Yeah. You don't. Not the gas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I really appreciated on the um, the toast stew one when they Augie talkie him. And he answers and he just goes, Stella! (laughs) (laughs) It's just not referenced at all anymore. It's just he does it once and then they continue talking. I appreciated that. I think at some point when they're talking like, oh, it's because of the book. This is why everything's happening. And I think it's Chuck that says, this is why I don't read books. (laughs) Yeah, I liked that too. (laughs) I liked Chuck. I think he was him as a character was a little too easy. Yeah. He's like the funny guy, but some of those things really landed with me. With the, he ate a toe. <laughs> yeah, cheese. He ate a toe. Yeah, and I, he, I think he was the one who said the poo de tie. He, he did. Yeah, and he's yeah. the one who throws it. And dude, that he gets it right into the car into Tommy's lap. Where'd he go? Yeah, good on him, Shanley. I hate to bring up something traumatic, but there is an intense spider scene in this oh, movie. How did that affect is. you? It sure is. Oh, I did not like that. <laughs> did you block it out of Remember, your Remember, my favorite part of that was when she has like a like whisker sticking out of her <laughs> yeah, cheek. Yeah. Like Ray from Hawaiian, Ray's Hawaiian Barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And she like pokes it and it like wags back at her. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah it looks like a long mole hair, but yeah. it's... 
it's a strike. It's a strike. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like a spider leg. That uh. That was fun, right? I did not. I think the idea of spiders coming out of her face. One's face. Gross. Yeah. But honestly, just that visual of that leg, like reacting to her poke. Nope, I <laughs> can't. No, 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 no. Uh, it grosses me out. Like, so part of me is like, so I don't like spiders. I also can't kill spiders because I feel like there's like a because Mentos they're eternal. commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they yeah. are satanic. Yes. But <laughs> I think immortal. there's a like Mentos commercial that does something like this. But I'm always scared that if I miss just a little bit because i'm scared of like you know kind of like look away as i'm oh, trying to hesitate, kill the spider yeah. that i will get like one leg and then the other seven in the spider's you know like arsenal appendages yes. well like <laughs> i get i happen to capture one leg and the spider starts freaking out and the other seven legs start then attacking my fingers nope <laughs> and i i just like that freaks me out so i just i can't kill Attachnid. it Mm. Oh yes, I. Um, Arachnus deathicus. I think that there's the. I had to look up this commercial, but I think in the Mentos. Commercial, Why is that a Mentos commercial? I don't know, <laughs> but it stayed with me. I need to look this up. Do you want to look that up? Really? I well, at this point, I need to. See it's going to reinforce her uh, insane spider arachnophobia. Mentors. Fingers like snakes and spiders in my face. I love that like spiders are a pretty common and like acceptable phobia to have just on their own existence. And Shanley still had to find this weird ass reason to be afraid of spiders. <laughs> because like, of seven legs. <laughs> spiders are scary just in their existence. You had to come up with this Mentos commercial <laughs> justification for it. I think this is supposed to be comedic, Shanley. It's a, it is. It's a spider fighting a human being. Now that commercial didn't work on you. It didn't make you laugh. It, it, it <laughs> because it made you think that that's possible. Yeah. She's like, they can do that? <laughs> <laughs> so for you guys should look it up. Yeah, but... <laughs> Can you turn the sound down? We get it. No, okay. I'm pretty. I feel pretty secure as your friend to tell you that that will not happen if you hesitate to kill a spider. So the so for the people who don't want to look up the commercial, there's a guy and his presumably his girlfriend sitting on a couch. Yeah, let's not assume. Let's not put labels on it. I'm gonna go ahead and put it there. Whoa. There's a a man and a woman, and they are dating. And there's a spider on the ground. She screams and the guy gets up and he's going to go kill the spider. And then it grabs him with two of its legs. Doesn't even need seven. (laughs) It just uses two. Grabs him by the finger and then starts slamming him into the wall and stuff. And then that's why Shanley is afraid. I am not (laughs) And Shanley saw that and said... Oh yeah, screw spiders. I'm I'm not getting near those <laughs> bastards. No, no, I am not. Yeah, I've seen what they can do. I am not I afraid of their strength. Brought to you by Mentos. <laughs> PSA brought to you by Mentos. I don't want any bit of that spider touching me. Okay. Just like Chuck when he's running away from that creepy from pale, pale lady. lady. And I don't I don't care. I don't want to touch it. And like I said, that's normal and fine. <laughs> 
You didn't need to introduce the Mentos lore (laughs) as part of your justification. I think also in this, just like how I don't like people moving in a way that's not human. Oh, okay. Um, What? Are you scaring (laughs) yourself to think that that there's a spider on you? Yes. (laughs) You're fine. I saw I'm talking in my hands and I left a shadow on my leg and freaked out. Anyways. (laughs) They hear me talking about them. They're coming back for retribution. Uh, So seeing the spider's legs move in a way that's like not normal for a spider. I don't like that. Gotcha. We'll we'll keep that in mind. I think this has come up before on this podcast. But one time Shanley made me trade cars with her for like a week. Because we were driving to my mom's house and she saw... A spider in her car? I did. I saw a spider in my car. I tried to kill it. Missed. It fell. And I immediately was like, all right, well, I can't drive this for... <laughs> nope. So I'm like, so give, me, give me your car. pulled over and was like, trade, switch with me. Give me, give me the car. <laughs> and we switched cars. And then the next day she's like, it's still in there. So... Keep yeah, driving no, it. I'm, I'm taking your car. Until you die. And yeah. That's just the way it was. Yeah. Wow. So, I think suffice it to say, out of all of these stories, that's the one that you don't want to die from. Or the jingly man. Um, Would you rather have spider face or jingly man? She lived. Bear in mind that neither of them die. Um, Well, but the cop died. Mm. With the jingly man. Yeah. (laughs) So, the spider one, it grossed me out. And I'm sure I, I don't want spiders crawling out of my face that's just, nope i don't like okay that. slow down i gotta take notes on this <laughs> shanley does not, not like, like spiders, spiders oh my god another face. spider story because this is just gonna keep happening it did remind me when we watched this scene because so there's spider in her bulge and then a bunch of spiders just start pouring, pouring out, out of yeah. her face bulge <laughs> and it reminded me of one time when shanley and i camp. lived in shoreview And we were laying in my bed, and we were stoned. We were hopped up on reefers. Wow. And we were laying down, looking at the ceiling. And it was kind of like this ceiling. It wasn't like um, asbestos, but it was like just like a a textured paint, you know? Like there's kind of just like grooves in it, you know? Whatever our ceiling is right now. Um, asbestos times and all of a sudden we started being like dude like am I just super high or does the ceiling look like it's moving to you (laughs) and she's like I think I see it too and I was like what is that and I stood up on my bed and there was like a million like translucent baby spiders like a sack had hatched (laughs) and they were just like scurrying all over the ceiling Wow. From like fleeing from the spider sack. Not fleeing, spidering. No, it was very flea like. <laughs> okay. Like the the guy from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, they were playing the drums. Uh yeah. Does he flea was a play bass the drums? player. Okay. Flea's bass player, I believe. Okay. But yeah, that happened. And I don't know what happened next. I uh, did we just leave? I don't know. Did we just remember. go back to sleep? <laughs> like what did we do? Maybe maybe you guys were attacked by them, and as a result of, like, the venom, you've been put into, like, a stupor, 
and all of this is just as you guys are being eaten alive. I like to think that Shanley and I are living as like the uh, arc aliens in Men in Black, and there's like a little spider controlling me from the inside. Like oh there's, like, yeah, a little control panel. And mm-hmm. like if you pinch my ear, like the face will open up and there's yeah. a little spider in there. Yeah. The spiders want the galaxy, whatever yeah. that means. The galaxy is here. I forgot that <laughs> happened and I don't know how I lived my life past that moment. Wow. Must to prevent war. The galaxies on Orion's. <laughs> What's this word? Orion's bed. <laughs> Belt. Belt. Very good. He was one of the royal family. I think it's Archillians. That's what I said. Hmm. <laughs> Are we done with this? Should we jump into rankings? Um, I think I need to rank real quick. Rancor. Okay, you do that. I'm going to order a pizza. <laughs> From where? I don't know. I can't do it, but like it's a one fifteen in the morning. A massive Costco pizza sounds amazing right now. Mm. Don't even cut it. I'm just gonna slide it slide down it. my gullet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put my face at the end of the uh, pizza box topping. And it's gonna tilt up. Jimmy, which which of the ways in the movie would you like to not die? Well, I don't want to die. Period. Okay, so you don't I have think- to. I would choose to be the Scarecrow Man ah. because that's the only one that like still existed Okay. after the death. Yeah, he turned into a Scarecrow? Yeah, he gets, I, to, I, live for, actually, he gets to live forever as a Scarecrow. I don't think that that's the case. I think Harold just took his clothes. Harold? Yeah. My brother, Harold. <laughs> Why would he take his clothes? He was turning into a Scarecrow. Oh, that's true. Then is now Harold a real boy running about the city? I think that city? that's how it works. And then someday he's going to get to stab a <laughs> little boy with a pitchfork. Yeah, and then he'll turn back into down. a boy. I like it. Yeah, it's like the mantle of the phantom. Yeah. The phantom, if you will. The phantom of how the did phantom. We... <laughs> did we not say that on that episode? The phantom? We did not. And I uh, don't know why you're surprised. <laughs> Because we're stupid, and that's a stupid thing to say. Have you done ranking, Jim? Oh, yeah. I've been ranked. Mm. Is that what you're doing right now? Mm-hmm. No. I don't want to eat a toe. I sure don't. But also, I mean, you get a nice, you get drunk you get a nice stew get before you stew, die. baby. <laughs> it wasn't a nice stew. It was cold. He was eating it even when people told him not to. Just that's how good it was. It was like you with the old-fashioned potato ham stew. Oh, I don't need to order a pizza. I've got old-fashioned potato ham stew. It was old-fashioned ham and potato. Yeah, it's not yeah, the it's new. It's not the new old-fashioned ham and potato <laughs> chowder. So I bought those because I got my wisdom teeth taken. You bought clam chowder and <laughs> ham chowder and the lamb just, chowder and he just puts those and then bacon soup. It's just bacon grease in a can, <laughs> and Matt heats it up. It's got chunks of real bacon in it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure your dentist would have been sh- like appalled. He like, said, "Oh yeah, so now that I'm recovering from my teeth pulled, I'm just gonna 
eat a bunch of cans of old fashioned <laughs> ham and then like a white pudding. It's tapioca pudding. That's what I said. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Well, that's I, my if treat. We, if we filmed you eating and showed it to your dentist, <laughs> you probably would have been like, dude, no. Like, you're doing it Let's wrong. Let's take out the rest of your teeth. <laughs> you're still getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four. Pudding, 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 pudding. <laughs> I thought it was just hilarious that I feel like I don't remember what the third thing was, but every day you would have a can of disgusting soup. Then you would have a jello. You would, you would preface it, would, it with something it first. Yogurt. Yogurt. Then a gross can of soup. Then a jello pudding. And it's off friend. It's not jello pudding. It's a snack pack. <laughs> Tapioca not, snack pack. <laughs> it wasn't even a snack pack. It was really off brand. It was like Yummy Gel. <laughs> yeah. Don't say yummy like, gel. <laughs> Tapioca pud pud. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the triple play, dude. Tappy pud. Yogurt soup pud. Walker. <laughs> you you ready to for to share rankings? Yeah. Why don't we start with you, Shanley? Shanley uh, has an exciting development in her rankings. I do. To share. So actually, no I... No Dessert Dad is number one! <laughs> Keep dreaming. I rewatched Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, you finished both of them? I did. Oh, so last time we recorded, I had finished Ghost Rider, and I was just starting Spirit of Vengeance again. And I was like, oh yeah, this is way better. Cool. So I, ha- I updated my um, rankings to reflect that, and I finished Spirit of Vengeance. And nope, no, Jimmy, I owe you an apology. Hell yeah, you do. I I think the original Ghost Rider is way better. I, okay, I wouldn't say better. It's de- it's but it's, it's way more tolerable than Spirit hmm. of Vengeance. Spirit of Vengeance sucked. Ghost Rider, like while being like cheesy bad it also kind of like sped through you know like it was okay like it like being on a motorcycle exactly i feel like they were both like an hour and a half long but the spirit of vengeance felt way longer and i thought Mm. like because they had more characters and more like i feel like events kind of happened that it would go faster and it did not dang yeah so so where are they in your rankings now uh, right now, Ghost Rider is at number 11, Woo! and Spirit of Vengeance is number 14. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll take it. What about uh, this week's movies? Yeah. So. So this movie, or this week ended up being movies 24 and 25. So we have two films we're adding to our rankings. It Crane and the Nimbrain. So I feel like The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. It felt like it really dragged on, and I yeah. think I was really disappointed. When you go in expecting a horror, or, you know, like, a scary story, Yeah, it was kind of a disappointment. But now that I've seen it, and now I know that I know what to expect, I think, like, I honestly didn't hate it. You yeah. know? Like, it was kind of fun and whimsical. Even the, like, Ichabod Crane story, which wasn't necessarily fun, I think I can, like, okay, now that I know what to expect... I can appreciate his story, his little quirkiness. Okay. 
So I have that movie at number six. Whoa. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Right beneath no dessert. What is five and what is seven? So number five is Ford Fee Ferrari. Ford Fee Ferrari. We haven't even seen that one. <laughs> Ford it's about a giant. Ferrari. And That's number seven, I had to put scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, they're wow. right next to each other. Yeah. Okay, So cool. Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is right above scary stories to tell in the dark? Yep. And then, okay, well, so then what's number eight? Number eight is Triangle. Wow. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Triangle. I can't believe we watched that stupid movie. <laughs> yeah, that that's one of those movies where the dross really wore off quick because we were we were all like, you know, this kind of worked, and then we talked about it for two hours and we're like, f this movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fascinating. Anything you want to elaborate on there, Shanley? No, I I think I actually I really liked both of these movies this week. I'm curious to see next week, like once I have a little bit more time. To see if they stay in those spots or if they end up dropping. Like, I I really did appreciate, like, scary stories to tell in the dark. Do I care for the whole movie? Not really. Okay. But I think that I would be willing to put it on because I could get through the parts in between the sca- mm-hmm. like the actual stories. Okay. You know? Yeah. And you like to see a Mexican in a hero role. Yep. Yep. Jimmy, inform us of your rankings. Okay, wait. So actually, I want to have Shanley do one more thing first. Okay. That I think we should all do. Just to conclude, All Hollows Wheel, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that you should just quickly, you don't have to say their, their the numbers. Events. You can if you want. But just the hierarchy of the four movies, the you, watched. Four movies you watched for All Hollows Wheel. Okay. Number four, House on Haunted Hill. Number six, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Number seven, Scary Stories of Tell in the Dark. Number 22, Leprechaun <laughs> 4 in Space. Woo! All right. Cool. That's awesome. Leprechaun. So House on Haunted Hills, number one. Ichabod and Mr. Toad is two. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is three. Leprechaun 4 in Space uh-huh. is four. Four and yeah, four. Yeah, I mean, it's got four That's in the awesome. title. Yeah. It was meant to be. That's cool. Yeah. Right on. And how many of these, if any of them, do you think that you will want to revisit next Halloween just like for fun? Honestly, I could see any of the top three. Like just, depending you just on never the want to watch Leprechaun ever again. <laughs> no, I, I think I'm good on that. But you love the princess. You've been talking about her. I have. <laughs> I have. You said well, the other night you went, carry me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. Maybe you will. Yeah. That's like a, just a junk food and turn off your brain kind of movie. Next time she needs a good cry, you know? <laughs> she watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I need to find a good cry movie. Cause I... Leprechaun 4 and oh, no. the Force. <laughs> I'll put on Hoarders. Yeah. I need a yeah. good binge in Hoarders. <laughs> That's not how that works. I mean, it is now, dude. Yeah. Just taking over my life. Okay. Awesome. Me? Yeah. So, for this week, I put The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad at 15. Okay. I do think I need to rebuild the rankings again. I feel like I constantly need to now. Because there's some things above it that I'm like, I don't know 
like Steel is above it. Do I, would, I, would I really rather watch Steel? What a crappy life if someone's like, all right, we're hanging out tonight. We could either watch Steel or <laughs> The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Get a new friend. <laughs> like, uh, I think it's funny that you got stuck there because I totally got stuck. When I first placed it, I placed it right around Steel. And mm-hmm. I was just like, mm, no, no. Yeah. Steel's too long. Like, yeah. They can move up. Yeah, Steel was an hour and eight minutes, and maybe. <laughs> an hour and eight minutes is just the forging in the opening yep. title sequence. <laughs> okay, so uh, 15 for the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Number 16. Oh, so just like you, yeah. right next yeah. to each other. Okay. That's higher than I expected it to be. Yeah, well, I expected so that to go low. I I only put scary stories to tell in the dark at sixteen because I know I didn't really watch it. And so I'm like, eh, like I kinda wanna rewatch it just so I can know have a better where I would actually yeah. want to put it. Like I know where I want to put Mr. Winky <laughs> in the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. But I don't know where I want to put scary stories to tell in the dark. So I figured, eh, it's above Pup star better together, but I don't know if it'll stay there. Uh, and they are both below Batman and Robin. That brings up a good point, though, about pitting it against uh, Pup star. Are there any songs in Ichabod and Mr. Toad that you would want on her playlist? No. Um, it sounds like Shanley was maybe on board with you putting the song that we played earlier on the playlist. The Headless Horseman one. But I mean, I like I really enjoyed the Mr. Toad song about his world travels. Yeah, I mean, I'd be down to re-listen to it. I don't know. Hmm. Okay, keep going though. So my hierarchy for All Hollows Wheel is exactly the same as Shanley's, but different placement on the overall list. Okay. So House on Haunted Hill is the best from All Hollows Wheel at, at number five. Okay. Then fifteen and sixteen. For this week's movies. And then at 24 out of 25, Leprechaun, or sorry, Leprechaun <laughs> 4 in Force, which will, I think, live in that realm forever. Space. In Force, yes. <laughs> of Force. Force, Force. Is that a SWAT SWAT? Is that your uh, for? Just, like Space Force? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got it. Sports Force. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, unlike you guys, I ranked Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark higher than The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark for me is number nine. I think it might drop lower. I was really excited watching the movie. But it's just reminiscent of so many things that are better than it. I really appreciate what I believe this movie to be, being an introduction to the horror genre. And I really appreciate that to this level. I think this movie did a great job pushing the envelope, not unlike Burke. I think if you watched, like, Spooky Buddies, (laughs) then you'd realize what an introduction to this genre looks like. I think this is just a little bit further. Or any of the scary DCOMs. Okay. But in any case, as of right now, I've ranked that more highly than the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. So I've got Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark at number nine. It's beneath Jaws the Revenge and above 
Pupstar better together. Interesting. It's interesting that we both have it one above Pupstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How low is Pupstar on your list? Just for cross-referencing. Number 20. Oh, there's a big gap between those <laughs> for you. That's crazy. And I have The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad right beneath Song of the South. Okay. I, where? Which is what? Song of the South is 17. Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is 18. Uh, but 19? it's Pet Cemetery. Wow, so you do not like the old Disney movies. Song of the South has been getting higher up my list. But, I mean, not much, because it's at 20 out of 25. No, it's at 17. I'm sorry. It's close to 20 out of 25. Oh, You're, I like, see. right there. Yeah, I just don't find myself wanting to put that on. But I do find myself wanting to put that on more than The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Interesting. There, there are aspects of this movie, like you said, that I will definitely YouTube. But I never want to sit down and just throw this. Never is a strong word. If they were separated and it was just the Mr. Toad portion, would it be higher on your list? No. Really? I need both. Interesting. Because for me, Mr. Toad was fun, but I could kind of take it or leave it. I loved the Headless Horseman stuff. Yeah. So, like, I feel like I really need that to make this worthwhile. Interesting. Plus, you know, pride in America, loving those colonies. And then... So, our rankings as far as All Hollows Wheel go, pretty similar, except unlike you guys, I, I flipped those uh, scary stories and, and Ichabod. So, I have House on Haunted Hill as number one for All Hollows Wheel. And where is it on your overall list? Number four. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then, beneath that, I have Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark at my number nine. Beneath that, I have... The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad at 18, and at number 25, Leperforn 4 and Spiforce. Wow, so you really... All Hollows Wheel covered like the spectrum of yeah. rankings for you. Yeah, I loved this practice. It was fun. But I ended up being mostly pretty disappointed in the stuff that we got to watch. Mm. I, ex- <laughs> Leper, Leperforn was horrible. <laughs> House on Haunted Hill wasn't, but it's, if I'm going to be entirely honest, this event didn't quite live up to what I wanted it to be in my mind or what I expected it to be in my mind. And that's totally okay, but I just, I look forward to doing it again Yeah, uh, next year. I agree. I'm glad that this has pushed us to watch, what, four movies that I had never seen? Yeah. And like... I feel like there's, especially for holidays, I always go back to my favorites. Yeah. I don't really branch out very often. Mm-hmm. Unless and this it's really new. illustrated why. <laughs> because it did. everything else sucks. Yeah. But I, I, I do, I but think we, it was fun. There were things that we liked in all of them. Sure. I was happy ending with scary stories to tell in the dark. For yeah. me, that got closest to being a Halloween movie than than any of the other ones for sure i think that like universal kind of favorite was house on haunted hill but it just it didn't capture that scariness at all yeah it was fun it i feel like there was comedy there but it it wasn't scary and i'm really glad that while i wish that the adventures of um ichabod and mr toad had more of the Mm -hmm. headless horseman it kind of ended up being like okay well that didn't like really count as a yeah. scary one, so I'm glad that we went back and watched mm. the other one that you were pitching. 
Yeah. I feel the same way. Cool. Although House on Haunted Hill was somewhat Halloween-y, I wish it was a little Halloweener. Yeah, me too. Damn you. (laughs) You know what time it is? It's Shanspin! Oh my goodness! It's time to get back to the real wheel. Yeah. Real with two E's. Oh, snaps. I... I'm going to mix watching movies, though. I know, but <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Shanley. We'll bring our yes. death certificate. Yes. Are you excited to spin that wheel? I am. Yeah, I'm going to throw it on the couch so I don't hit your belly. Thank you. Baby. I, I thought that you were throwing it because I can't catch, which is also valid. Mm. But, hit your but belly. I, I can't throw, so. Okay, ready, you guys? Big spin, big spin. Movie jar, movie jar. Oh, man. She does not look excited. I got a new one. Okay. Yay! It's coming right for us. Oh, damn it. Wait, wait, wait. I just texted Shanley. I wanted to add something to the wheel. And we spun before we got to it. What is... I just texted you, and I was like, I want to add this to the wheel. Does it have to do with pizza? Celebrate. New category. Yes. So I want to pitch that we have Celebrate, where we watch holiday movies. All year round? I mean, you just pick a movie that's a holiday movie. Mm. It could be for anything. Like Last Holiday with Queen Latifah? Whatever, man. I don't know. (laughs) Sure. But... I think it'd be a fun category on the wheel. And also, I just like the name. Celebrate. Holiday. Yeah. Um, It would be so nice. (laughs) So, do you guys hate that? I like it. But I don't think, I think what she spun today should still hold. We'll, We'll add it afterwards. Adam Sandler's filmography. Hell yeah! I am into it. Oh my, this will be fun. I'm so Mm -hmm. excited. Whether it's bad or good, it'll be a lot of fun. It can't be bad. Are you going to extend All Hollows Wheel and do Hubie Halloween? Oh, Hubie Halloween or Hotel Transylvania or Hotel Transylvania 2 or Hotel Transylvania 3. There's a fourth one in production. We can wait. We could wait. Okay. Uh, or little, little Nikki is Halloween-ish. Yeah. So I think I might try to go back to um, try to have movies. I, I feel like I try, always try to have movies I haven't seen before. Okay. So that's going to be interesting. Oh, nice. Wow. Are you? Do you know what like era Adam Sandler you're going for? Um, you, you're right there. I'm just trying to add your category. What'd you get? It. We think you'll hate this. Oh, nice. <laughs> How does that one work? Where we select, it's kind of like the anti. Uh, strictly that person? Yeah, it's the anti strictly oh. where, where we recommend things. So the person who spun that has to choose <laughs> from, from the other two's yeah. suggestions? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's a great category. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> It's very us nature. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do you know what era Sandler you're going to go with? Um, Definitely 
like late career Adam Sandler. Mm. I, don't I don't know. I, I feel mean, like mm. there's a bunch in like throughout his career that I haven't seen. I'm an idiot. She'll definitely go early. Really? Honestly, like without suggesting things, but just naming ones I know she hasn't seen. I could see like Airheads. Love Airheads. Or like uh, um, Bulletproof. Bulletproof. Yeah. With Damon Wayans. I could see either of those being strong pulls for you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe um, The Hot Chick. <laughs> that movie's come up so many times <laughs> in this podcast. Yeah. I've, I've seen The Hot Chick. Oh, damn it. Um, what's the football one? The Longest, Longest Yard. Yard. Yep, I haven't seen that water one. Waterboy? Oh, yeah. Or Waterboy. Oh, I've seen The Waterboy. I've never seen Punch Drunk Love. What about Spanglish? No, I haven't seen that one. Hmm. I also don't think I ever saw Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. He's in that movie, huh? Oh, uncredited. That's okay. He does. Maybe we could be the ones to give him the credit for it. Rain Over Me? Never saw. Don Cheadle and uh, Adam Sandler. It's a drama. I watched it with Jules. Funny People? Never saw. I honestly don't think I've really seen any of the grown-ups. So that's in there. Oh, yeah. You got to. <laughs> Jimmy calls the grown-ups trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Just Go With It? Dave Matthews is in that movie. Is that with uh, Jennifer Aniston? Yep. Mm-hmm. Pixels? And Nicole Kidman? Maybe. I feel there's a few that I'm like not sure. Are yeah. they all... They're in like... The rom com that's like in a tropical location that I'm like blended. I think that's another one that I'm confusing it with. So mm. I, maybe I, I never saw Pixels. Never saw The Cobbler. I hear that's terrible. What about uh, The Ridiculous Six? No. I watched part of The Cobbler and I liked it. Cool. <laughs> You know what we should watch? Because I don't think you've really given it a fair chance, even though you might have seen it. What? You don't mess with the Zohan. That movie Jack and Jack and Jill. and Jill are his favorite movies. They're not my favorite. Yes, they just they need are. me the most. <laughs> I like other ones you more. Be there for he is but they the don't need me to spokesperson them. for both of those movies. What Dude, about I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry? It's fine. Is it? I actually enjoyed that one. She loves it. All right. Do it then. Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it. I really don't like the concept behind bedtime stories. I feel like it's like an inch. It's like a child's version of scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh. Because the stories come to life. And just like that movie. Is there a demonic scarecrow in it? No, it's the kid's version. So there's like a happy scarecrow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, cool. This is going to be exciting. We'll catch everyone next week on movie night right here at the weekly watch wheel where we'll watch an An Adam Sandler filmography filmography movie. movie. Not a movie. No. Not until next year. If you watch Transylvania, then it'll be a movie. Or Hubie Halloween. Then it'll be a movie. (laughs) <laughs> all right Shanley you made it through all is real without saying voovy <laughs> I refuse to say that word you refuse <laughs>
Goodbye. I'm I'm done. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Weekly Watch Wheel. If you had as good of a time as we did, be sure to subscribe, tell a friend about us, and maybe even leave us a review. Hit us up on Twitter at WKLYWatchWheel or via email at WeeklyWatchWheel at gmail.com. Love ya. It's the Weekly Watch Wheel.